Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. It's going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News, and I want to talk about the live service potential that I see in Elden Ring. Much of this is based off of feedback, commentary, footage, and a whole host of stuff that's hitting the internet now that embargoes have dropped. Now, we open with this segment. It's a little bit short, and then the rest of the live stream is what this video is. It's why the video is a little bit long. This is an SNTR update. New World Ebb. That's wrong. That's wrong. Let's start the recording over again. Not New World. <laughs> We've covered too much New World. King of the One Take hurts his record. This is an SNTR update. Elden Ring footage and gameplay continues to be revealed by all of the lucky folks that got that early access, whether they're in the technical test or the last one. And some of their commentary has led me to believe we may be headed toward a live service Elden Ring. If you like this video, these short video game updates, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss these uploads. Or check out SNTR Gaming where I streamed this live. Now, I want to break down a handful of categories as to why I think this. I'm not just like pining for a live service from software game, okay? The map, the classes, the spells, the weapons, and lastly, the investment. Let's just first talk about the map. This is essentially what sparked me onto this subject. Fextra Life, uh, they cover all sorts of different games, got a pretty big channel, and they were talking about the map size and how they had spent 70 hours in what they felt was about one-twelfth of the total map size given everything that they had seen. Now, when I heard this, I thought, that sounds awfully strange for a From Software game to have a map of that scope. Now, that's not necessarily strange if you're going for an open-world game, but that seems significantly larger than necessary. Obviously, when you watch the gameplay, it could purely be because of the set pieces and the landscape and the skybox. They're trying to create a very, very massive feeling. That could be why the map is so large. But when you start to peel back everything else coming out, it really feels as if they're building something larger than just a single delivery game. Now, the classes and the spells... I also think this really points me toward the potential of a live service game. The insane amount of replayability here with different builds, customization, and player freedom really points to a game that isn't meant to be played sort of linearly and then just do it all over. Again, feels like a game that they're wanting to go long term. Then, when you look at the weapons, it truly is staggering the amount of build diversity that you'll be able to have in this game. People are fawning over the magic, they're fawning over the spells, they look insane, but I am looking at the weapon arts and thinking, you're never really going to ever feel done with this game. There's so many different ways to approach it and build, and then... (laughs) I didn't even put this in my notes. The armor. There's so much diversity in the armor. Now, I know some people are going to say a lot of the older games had a lot, have a lot of diverse builds and a lot of diverse armor and weapons, but the way that this is being packaged and delivered feels very, very different than the past games, which is why I want to end by talking about the investment. It is very clear that From Software has invested more in this title than any of the others before it. I have predicted this will be their most commercially successful title to date. I also have said I think it will be looked back on as one of the greatest games of all time, the likes of how we look back on Skyrim and some of the GTAs. This is not going to be just another Dark Souls. It's going to be a moment in the history of their franchise as well as, I think, in the history of gaming. And I 
I don't think you take that level of investment and the, the size and the scope of, of everything that we see and everything they've outlined. I don't think you build something of that size and scope and just maybe do a handful of DLCs. With games like AC Valhalla dipping their toe in live service slowly, they build a giant map and then they just kind of you know keep repurposing and adding things to it. That is very likely the plan here for Elden Ring. The question is... Will the fans support it? Because there's already talks about will this one be easier than the others? Is it going to feel a lot different than the other Dark Souls? All the initial responses have been insanely positive. The question is, will the fans and will the growing, expanding community that tries this game out embrace it and embrace a live service format if that is the plan? As always, if you like these video game updates, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. I'll see the rest of you right now. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. What's the problem? What's going on? Oh, is it good? You had like a crazy look on your face. You can't do that. (laughs) My wife walked in. She's like really excited about her coffee. And um, I was like, "What, what is that look on your face for? I thought like something was wrong. So good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Uh, someone said your hair is barely fitting into the screen. I was supposed to get a haircut this week, but it got it got rescheduled. Yeah, it's getting a little long. All right. Okay. I'll see you guys later. Yo, good morning, Hilly. It already looks like it'll be easier than other titles so far. Uh, I've also read that much of the open world in between areas seem empty. Well, in the technical test, in the technical test, you know, they may be stripping some of those things down, right? They may be stripping some of those things down. They don't necessarily need a bunch of, you know, enemy saturation uh, in all the different areas. I mean, that's that's certainly, you know, plausible that they're they're not going to have a tech test, you know, that... The Elden Ring gameplay that we've seen so far, I don't feel like the world's empty. I feel like the guy rides about 50 yards and sees some enemies from everything they've shown us. Now, they could be cherry-picking footage, but... And and, and listen, if we're honest about something, people always say this about open worlds. It feels kind of empty. Yeah, but you also can't have an open world with fields and trees... It can't feel like a bustling airport or something. Do you know what I'm saying? There has to be a certain amount of vacancy and and like dynamics, right? Highs and lows, areas that are more saturated and dense and other areas that seem very barren and abandoned. I don't think I've ever played an open world game where I feel like I'm walking through like a shopping mall or something. So if there's areas that maybe feel more empty than others, I'm not concerned about that in the least. That's that's pretty much par for the course for open world games. Like that's that's not that's not exactly a concern that I would have. The the goose fell. I got to get him in the in the shot here. Oh, he doesn't want to stay. Yo, what's good, feed? I see you in the chat. How are you, my friend? There he is. There he is. So Jerry and the goose get to hang out there down in the corner. Also, the world may change. It did in Dark Souls 3. It does in Sekiro. As you progress, the games would literally change, says Ashen. Uh, Another reason to look at the size of this map, like the Elden Ring map size to me, I'm like, what on earth? Why would it be that big if this is just meant to be like a single release with a couple DLCs? Like, I don't, I think they have far bigger plans for this game. I really, really do. 
Skyrim does a good job, but it also encourages you to walk on main roads for random encounters, which is dope. Right, right. Yo, what's good, Hellfire? That tea is awesome. Oh, yeah, I forgot to update the uh, the command. Uh, this would be from 80s Cartoons Collection. This is uh, an amazing Skeletor shirt. I have a He-Man one, but I prefer uh, the Skeletor shirt. Let's update the shirt command if anybody wants to go take a gander at the uh, at the 80s uh, TV show, 80s cartoons collection that they have going on over there. Um, every corner has stuff hidden. Good morning, uh, says DP Sage. I like the fact that all the content creators have a chance to play the beta test, but I've completed the survey from day one of they announced it. Well, I mean, I wish I could have got in. I really do. I really wish I could have got into this game. Um, the weapon arts alone have me very, very excited. Now, for those of you that are from software fans, we are turning Friday into a full From Friday. From Friday used to just be a segment in the afternoon where I would be playing through Dark Souls. We would like this to be an official From Friday. Like every day, every, I'm sorry, every Friday, we're going to pick an Elden Ring topic that we think is worth talking about, and then we're going to dive into what will be after today Sekiro. So we're going to play the final boss in Dark Souls 3. That'll be a nice conclusion to that series. And then we're booting up episode one of Sekiro. So I thought someone gave you a code. Someone did, but, like, you're not supposed to use any of the footage or recording thing or stream anything. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to, like, play a game off stream in private. I have so much that I'm working on. I don't have time for that, man. I, I can't, like, when people are like, yeah, we want to get you in our beta and get your feedback. And I'm like, can I stream it or record it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, have a nice day. I'm too busy to be working for you. Like... Like, I don't have anything against from software or any of these other companies, but, like, I'm too busy to work for you for free with the trade-off of being like, oh, but you get to play our game. Eh. I know other people are streaming it, and they're not supposed to be doing that. They're not supposed to be doing that. It, like, I literally saw somebody interacting with, like, tech or help or something at Bandai, and they're like, yeah, don't. Don't stream it or record anything. So, I don't know why people are doing that. Like... Elden Ring gameplay is obviously in high demand right now. People want to see it, so I'm not really sure why they were so worried about people, you know, being able to show off. I mean, they basically are like, it's not complete, so that's why you have to, you know, refrain from recording or streaming or whatever. So I don't don't necessarily get it. Yeah, Bloodborne. Yeah, I'm hoping that we get a Bloodborne remastered. I hope those rumors are true. That'll be, that'll definitely be nice. They may also be on a whitelist. Yeah, you never know. There are people that probably reached out and said, hey, I would love to get, you know, permission or whatever uh, to, to, to put my footage out there or stream it, and they may have gotten permission. I don't know. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty low man in that world, right? Not a lot of people know uh, who I am in the From Software environment. Like, a lot of new folks have been coming around and enjoying my From Software playthroughs, but I'm not going to have pull with the company. Not like some of these other, not like some of these other people. There's no way. Um, so, yeah, Bloodborne Two would be cool. Just need a remaster. Yeah, I, I would. I would think. I would think that they would. Uh, they would. They would want to put that remaster out. I don't know when, you know, holiday this year, it would probably do very, very well because Elden Ring's not out yet. You know what I mean? 
So I'm sorry. Oh, there's no reason to be sorry, man. I was just I'm just now getting into the world. Like I was gonna play Sekiro on my PS5, but then I booted it up on my PC and it captured so perfectly. I was like, well, yeah, I bought it on the PS5 just because I thought it would be better to play there, better load times, and, and better capture. But Eugene says the load times are, are not much better, and um, you know, I uh, I booted it up and had no issues on my PC. So we'll start that game fresh today. I'm literally outside of like Madam Butterflies uh, with my save in the game. I'm like outside her area. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not starting there. We're gonna start at the beginning. <laughs> Rumors that Bluepoint is working on Bloodborne 2. Oh, really? I thought that there was a con- like almost a pretty much very light confirmation that the remaster was being made. So I don't know. Why would they hire? I guess isn't Bluepoint the ones that did the Demon Souls remaster? Don't isn't that what they do? So you hired them, and now they doesn't Sony own them? So Sony owns them, and then they're gonna have them make this the next Bloodborne. The magic in Elden Ring looks so sick. I was watching some uh, Elden Ring spells like footage, and I was like, what on earth? Because I'm more sword and board, man. I want to be parrying and using swords or double swords and stuff. Like, But the magic looks nuts, like absolutely nuts. And I think that's where some of the dialogue... Some of the dialogue about easy mode is uh, is obviously getting some traction because people are like well you can make the game easier if you spec right build right or play with a friend or whatever right fired up demon souls last night wiped to the phalanx boss twice and proceeded to turn off my ps5 oh i beat the phalanx boss my first try i was pretty proud and then i went into the the tower knight's room and um it did not go well <laughs> it did not go well I went to the Tower Knight room and I was like, man, this this, this is bad. (laughs) I stink, you know, I'm not very good. So, if you're new and just turning in, man, make sure and hit the subscribe button so you can talk in chat or hit the like button. We are turning Fridays into a full from Friday, so we're talking about Elden Ring this morning. We will be finishing Dark Souls 3 and then starting Sekiro. Don't forget, Hilly and I are going to try and conclude Escape Simulator tonight. I think we've got one area left. We have really enjoyed our time with that. And then I believe Hilly won't be able to do a stream on the 19th. And then the following week, we won't be able to do one because I will be uh, I will be out of town for Thanksgiving. So make sure you tune in tonight. It'll be the last one for a while. It'll be the last one for a couple weeks. Sony owns both Bloodborne and Demon Souls IP. Oh, I didn't know that. The parrying and repost in the game is as easy and enjoyable as it is in a Demon Souls remake. Are you talking about Bloodborne Gritter, or are you talking about uh, Sekiro? Which one are you talking about? I remember really enjoying Sekiro. I remember I just got annoyed with Madam Butterfly. Like, I wasn't like, I wasn't, I didn't rage quit. I was just, it was the end of the day, and I like had actually gotten her down, and then she got back up, and I was like, you freaking kidding me, right? You know? No, yeah, this will not be my first time playing Sekiro. Yeah, I beat the drunkard, some other, I beat some guy, and then the drunkard, and then I got to Madam Butterfly, and like I was really struggling, and then I beat her, and then she came back alive, and I was like, "Are you like? Excuse me, I was. It broke. It broke my. It broke me. It broke like my motivation. I was like super annoyed. Now that I've gone through Dark Souls three, I'm gonna go back in that game. I'm gonna have my way with Sekiro. I'm gonna. I'm gonna whoop that game up one side down the other. Like I'm. I'm coming back. I'm coming back for you, Madam Butterfly. <laughs> But, um, 
I, I, I have a feeling I'm going to like Sekiro more than Dark Souls 3. Um, just based on the fighting style and things that I've heard. Things that I even kind of remember about the game. So, that I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be who we fight at the end of Dark Souls 3. I, I think that's supposed to be him. That's what that display is behind me. Here is the only Souls game I ever, I, I never got into. I played through all of them from Demon Souls and never touched Sekiro. Hardcore, hardcore Dark Souls fans did not like Sekiro. They didn't like it. What's good, Witty? They didn't. They, they. It was too different. You know, it was a big departure. It was a big departure from the Souls format. Um, now, a lot of people have asked me about the Dark Souls Three DLC gameplay. Like, am I going to be jumping in? We're going to save that for a later time. There are people that want me to go and fight the Nameless King and do all this other stuff. The time it would take me to get through his area and fight him and all of that right now is not worth doing because I would like to do a very complete and good run of Sekiro leading up to Elden Ring. And then if we get through Sekiro, I don't know how likely that is. We'll see. But if we get through and complete Sekiro, there's always the Demon Souls remake. I would just like to not go and do all that stuff in Dark Souls right now. I just I feel like it would be a lot of tire spinning. Um, and that's just not something I want to do right now. Thad C, renewing that Tier 2 membership. So generous, man. Thanks for doing a Tier 2 and staying with me this long. You got a purple joystick. If you're new and haven't hit the subscribe button yet and you're a From Software fan, we thank you for being here. Uh, We are talking Elden Ring gameplay, why I think it could be built for live service. So let's see. I'm actually curious. I'm actually curious. Elden Ring uh, live service game good or bad idea right is this a good idea or a bad idea you're like nope this doesn't square with the game type it doesn't square with from software games or is it a good idea you're like oh my gosh i would play a live service from software game you know if from friday's all day wouldn't you have the time now but i get it well no because the gameplay sessions are still short diaz and i can't do too many streams in a day because i'll mess up the noties like i still can only on average do two streams and then i do a stream on friday night with hilly right the thing is is that today we're really going to mess things up again with our notifications because we're going to be in dark souls 3 you know for maybe like like an hour maybe an hour and a half and then we're going to jump over to sekiro um I want a live service Souls game, says Gale. Why build always a new game from scratch, right? Right? I thought my badge was gone. Yippee. Nope, there you go. Yeah, if you take a break from being a member here, you get your badge back where it's supposed to be. That is one good thing um, about how they structure membership here. Yeah. Uh, If you can keep delivering content to Elden Ring. I mean, my hope would be that we would be able uh, to really to really plant our flag in 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 Elden Ring you know I really want to really want to I think there's a lot we can do with Elden Ring with Lost Ark New World has apparently got all kind of stuff getting leaked from their coding and like it looks like the game is really built to last um I guess what makes it live service, if it's just adding a few bosses or extremely difficult dungeons that are designed for multiplayer, that would be sweet. Gritter says, way better than the terrible hitboxes of Dark Souls 3. I think you're going to vibe better with the hitboxes of Elden Ring as opposed to Dark Souls 3. I certainly hope so, Gritter. I do. Oh, you're playing it, Gritter, and you're telling me that. that that's good to hear. I think, here, here are my main problems playing through Dark Souls 
three, okay? Here are my main problems. Hitboxes and the camera. Well, and some of the in-between areas I feel get kind of cheesy. I just think they get super freaking cheesy. Um, But I could probably eat around the in-between area cheese if I wasn't constantly dealing with camera and hitboxes. And something I noticed about Elden Ring is it seems like anytime they show a pretty big boss fight, they put you in an arena. They're like, boom, here's the place where you can fight, nice and open. Now, that doesn't mean it's always going to be that way in Elden Ring, but it certainly seems like the Elden Ring gameplay or the boss gameplay looks to be a little bit more open so you don't have the camera hitting a pillar or getting stuck in a corner or something. And, yeah, that should that should really get rid of some of my irritation with their... Like, I love the Pontiff Sullivan fight and yet the camera was so bad at times. And I know experienced Souls players will be like, you have to position yourself to anticipate where the camera won't work properly. Okay, fine. I get that. Like... I understand that that's not necessarily bad feedback it's like yeah just if you know the camera's bad over there against the corner in the wall then position yourself and fight where you want like you know exert your volition over the fight I get that I get that but you know I I like seeing that that might be that seems like it might be less of a problem in Elden Ring with some of the way that they've designed the environments now the challenge is is that they're beautiful environments like some of the castles and some of the architecture is just ridiculously awesome and I know that sometimes that's getting in the way it's like there's pillars there's rooms there's archways and the camera in Dark Souls 3 is just like what the frick do I do there's nowhere to go like I said it's like you're making me fight a tornado in a closet sometimes like, and I just don't like that I don't feel like I'm losing because I'm bad or making a mistake I'm losing because I can't tell what in the world is going on you know it's, it feels like I'm getting sucker punched I think Elden Ring is going to be the first Souls game where I'm going to enjoy Archer-based classes. I, yeah, I, it's that's why I think Elden Ring has live service potential. It does. Because the Elden Ring gameplay, from where I sit, I, I don't even know if you'll ever get to a point where you're like, yeah, I've drawn, I've done every build possible. Yo, what's good, Atwood? I don't know if it's possible. There's too many amalgamations. There's too many classes. There's too many approaches to combat. It's too much magic. Too many weapon arts. I don't. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see how you'll ever be like, yeah, no, I've done every combination. Like, I just don't know. I, uh, and the prophet. Did you see the prophet's got like a wheel around his neck? I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I just want to know why. Um. Uh, many our man only carries two axes. Wouldn't it be more effective with a few more? Well, he's not General Grievous, you know? <laughs> you know? General Kenobi. No offense, but I don't see From Software doing a live service. What keeps me in the game is either co-op or PvP. Oh, I don't take offense to it at all. I don't. I'm seeing what could be the foundation of a live service game. It doesn't mean that they'll do it. It doesn't. Not at all. But... I think the final part of my talk this morning, if you rewind and watch my little four-minute talk at the opening of this video, I think my talk on that, the best part is the final part of the talk, right? Is the fact that the investment, the amount of investment that they have put into this title, I don't see them just being like, yeah, we we have three or four DLCs planned, and then that's the end of it. I don't, no way, man. No way. You don't build a map this size 
and do that. You don't build this many classes, weapon arts, magic spells, build, you know, build diversity. I don't think you do that if if you're if you're going to be like, yeah, no, it's just it's just one game and we'll do a couple DLCs and then that'll be the end of it. Absolutely no way. Only nitpick I had with Elden Ring on the PS5 was frame rate wasn't smooth 60. There were clear FPS drops on performance mode. Well, that could be patched, Gale. You know, that could be something that, uh, you know, there could be some optimization coming that would fix that. I would certainly hope the PS5 can do solid 60. Really, really, I do. Um, If you're new and just tuning in and you've never been here before, we cover a lot of New World. Uh, We were covering Lost Ark and we cover From Software Games. We had a really good stream where we showcased the Elden Ring gameplay premiere or preview last week and then every Friday we've dubbed it from Friday we play through and cover from software games and uh, we greatly appreciate everybody being here this morning be sure to smash the like button we'd love to hear from you it's free to subscribe so if you hit subscribe you can talk in our chat and introduce yourself give your thoughts you're welcome to disagree with me and give your opinion on the on the subject today take the poll at the top of chat seems like we're a little split right now Elden Ring live service game good or a bad idea I actually like to see a split poll on a subject like this it means we have good thinking people here that don't all think the exact same way i like to see that i wouldn't worry about frame drops at this point a specific demo build so who knows how old yeah there could be any reasons weather effects were nice reminded me of ghost of tsushima wind effects with the trees what's a from software game so from software are is the company that makes dark souls 1 2 and 3 bloodborne sekiro and demon souls if i missed one i am sorry to all of the from software fanboys but those are the ones that you will probably be familiar with because uh, i'm familiar with them so they're known for their games being brutal hard very macabre and dark um and and also very interesting and and well written like their lore and their voice acting have been very very good you played 100% solo the whole test oh so you could just run around solo huh I think there would be a Bloodborne sequel before Elden Ring went live service really really um so you think they would do a Bloodborne sequel before Elden Ring would go live service I think what they're gonna do is I think the Bloodborne remaster is is gonna is like right around the corner if the Bloodborne remaster has a chance, you would want to do it before Elden Ring launches. If not, they would just hold on to it for forever, and then the Bloodborne remaster would hit like six months before the Bloodborne sequel. Does that make sense? Like, they'd push out a Bloodborne remaster. Bloodborne apparently might be coming to PC as in the in the form of the remaster. You would do all that, and then six months later, you would you'd kick it, you'd you'd have your sequel launching. I could see them doing that. I really could. Your tweet last night made me uh, a little sad and a little mad, but mostly glad that I know someone with the resolve, charisma, and dedication to do the right thing. Much love. I appreciate you, Rad. I do. You're a good person. You're a good person, Rad. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, went, I went a little after him this morning. <laughs> I went a little after him this morning. I was like, you know what? I'm not scared of you guys anymore. Um... <laughs> Uh, tagged me in a photo. Oh, Battlefield gameplay. Um, like I'm not scared of you guys anymore. Here's the truth. <laughs> Here's the truth about that band. Yeah, let's talk about. It. 
Bloodborne only needs to run at 60 FPS. No weird stuff, but they want to charge full price. I agree with you. I would say just a nice little... I'm surprised they haven't do it, to be quite honest. Because, like, Sekiro got the 60 FPS treatment on the PS5. And God of War got the 4K checkerboard 60 FPS treatment. It doesn't need to be Demon Souls level remaster. I mean, Demon Souls remaster is a dadgum work of art. Like it is beautiful. It's 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 honestly it's honestly hard not to play that next instead of Sekiro. It really is. It really is. If if I didn't think that Sekiro was going to be, I think Sekiro is going to be really good training for Elden Ring, and that's why I want to play it next. But man, I got to tell you. Demon Souls is so gorgeous. It's really hard not to just go to it next because it it would be very similar to Dark Souls Three. Like, and and the parry and the repost is easier to do in Demon Souls than it is in Dark Souls Three. I think a Bloodborne remaster would be kind of silly. Bloodborne is also six years old. Why would it be silly though? I oh, so you mean the remaster would be silly? Just give it the sixty FPS. Eugene says it was never built for 60. See, if it was never built for 60, that may be why they decided to do a Bloodborne remaster, because they were like, there's no way, we can't just go in here and make it 60. You're going to have to rebuild the environments and the areas. The character animations are going to have to be completely recoded because they're coded for 30. And a lot of the times in these games, the FPS, the frames per second, and the engine and the animations are all interwoven. So, like, that's how damage and parrying is all, uh, that's how it all goes. It's all built off of that. All stems from that. Didn't they already confirm the remaster? I swear it's been all but confirmed, uh, creature. I swear, I swear it has. From isn't even the party to remaster it. I fully admit I was listening to uh, Critical Role and I'm taking a break, so I jumped in here late. Oh, you're fine, Rad. You're fine. Hmm. <clears throat> They did it for Dark Souls 1. Yeah, I saw Dark Souls 1. Um, I think it looked like it was trending. It looks like it was trending in Steam, which, you know, could be in relation to uh, to what's going on. You know, Elden Ring has got everybody excited. Uh, Ashen with a question. PvP in Souls games has always been a big part of the game's longevity. Uh, do you think Elden Ring having diverse PvP community as well? Hey, I think we can put the question up on the screen. Hang on. We've not done this in a while because we've always been in the New World scene. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Hang on a second. Let's try something here. Oh, but the camera's different. Hang on a second. Let me let me fix the camera. Let me fix the camera. Control copy. I just have to come over here and do... Uh, transform, paste, transform. There you go. So yeah, we can bring up questions now. Um, okay. So Ashen says PvP in Souls games has always been a big part of the game's longevity. Do you see the Elden? R- do you see Elden Ring having a diverse PvP community as well? It depends. It really depends on a handful of things. Like, you and I both know, Ashen, we already know what the problem's going to be. We already know what the problem's going to be for PvP, right? There's so much build diversity in Elden Ring, so you're going to devolve into a meta, right? I don't know. 
it's going to devolve into a super narrow meta. Just use this, 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 and this, and then it's over. So, like, dual swords would be trash. Like, sword and board with a little bit of magic would be, like, OP. I'm just throwing out what fours. I'm not telling you what it's going to be. But I'm not saying that the PvP can't be good, but man, oh, man, they got a tall order if they want PvP to, as you say, be, like, a diverse PvP community to, like, have this long, ongoing thing. Weapon arts are literally cracked in Elden Ring. I mean, everything in it looks just so good, but I would just worry, right? I would just worry. Yeah, the goose down there in the corner. I would worry that they would really struggle with the balance aspect. And this is always the question, right? We're dealing with this in New World. Can they tweak something in PvP and not mess up my build? Like, Am I going to get 40 hours into a play session and have a build that I really like? And they're like, well, in PvP, this dragon summon spell is too strong and they nerf it. And I'm like, what? Like, I was loving that. Do you see the problem? I'm not saying that they wouldn't be able to pull it off or that it would be bad. I would just have those would be all of my concerns. Those would be all of my concerns that like... Elden Ring gameplay has so much build diversity built in from the ground up. Like, I looked at a video last night by Fextra Life, and I was like, what on earth? Like, this is insane. I was doing a little research for my talk this morning, and I was like, okay, you know, they've got this many classes, they've got this many spells, they've got, they, I didn't even get a chance to look at all the different weapons, and I was like, this is a, this is an RPG, This is basically an MMORPG. Like, it has all the marks of an MMORPG. Now, I know the older games had the different classes and the different weapons and stuff, but it seems very, very different. What are you classifying as live service? Ongoing support. They would have an ongoing goal of, like, rhythmic content delivery, ongoing support, making sure the game is running smooth, treating it like a low-key MMO. Like... It's not an MMO. You don't have, like, people running around in towns and stuff. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Fextra Life said they spent 70 hours in what they speculate is one-twelfth of the map. One-twelfth! I'm sorry, what? What did... What did you just say to me? That's insane! Even if their estimation is overshooting it. May I say it's one-ninth or one-tenth. I mean... That's still massive. That's enormous. They will double the starting classes uh, than the trial currently has. Oh, really? So, Panoctic says, PvP is divided in duelers and fight clubs, invaders, and then ganks. It's something organized by players, not the game. Right, right. So, here's my question then. I am not a From Software guy. I'm a recently, you know, converted Souls fan, love the game as much as I dislike aspects of it, right? Dark Souls 3, that is. And I'm looking forward to diving into Sekiro with you guys today. But, I got a question. Did they ever go back and tweak anything in any of the Dark Souls games with PvP because something was too strong? Has that ever been a thing? Or are they just like, no, that's the way it is. Figure it out. You know, if there's a meta, if there's something that's too strong or not strong enough, but we don't really care. That's not what we... We're happy with how it's built. I love the concept of live service, says Adam, but my experience with it is tainted by the drip-fed crap from the other games. Right, right, right. 
Oh, so they... Well, you guys are saying, yeah, they did. So they have weapons and spells both have been adjusted according to PvP. I'm just going to tell you, that's concerning. That's always concerning to me. I want to say welcome to all the new people. I'm seeing new subs come in. Join in the conversation. We do a talk show like this Monday through Friday. We've been covering a lot of New World. Uh, We covered some Lost Ark. Every Friday is now dubbed. It's been dubbed for a while from Fridays. I've been working my way through Dark Souls 3 as a first-time player. And today we're finishing Dark Souls 3, and then we're going to switch over to Sekiro. We're now going to start making sure that the talk show on Friday mornings is a From Software topic to keep From Fridays like the full day. And so today we're talking Elden Ring and its live service potential. Make sure and take the poll at the top of chat. You think that's a good idea or a bad idea? We welcome disagreement. So subscribing is free. Hit subscribe and comment in chat with your thoughts. Jonathan Kane with a $5 tip. I loved Bloodborne. Couldn't get into Dark Souls 3 because of rolling. Sidestep feels far superior to a clunky roll. Hope you can replace roll in Elden. Thoughts? What you are saying, I agree with. What I have seen in Elden Ring is that if you don't want to roll on the ground like a toddler in a tumbling class, you don't have to. I've, I, I've seen enough evidence of Elden Ring gameplay that if you don't want to treat it like you're in a friggin' tumbling class, Elden Ring gameplay from where I sit looks like you get to decide how you want to approach combat. Do you want to work on like more of a parry build, a swift build, a stealth build? Like It doesn't look like you've got to run up to every fight and be like, how you doing? Roll. Can't hit me. Roll. You know, I... I don't like that either. I don't like that either. And I got really good at it. I had people telling me that Pontiff Sullivan was going to be impossible without Perry. I rolled around that sucker like it was nothing. Like my ninth try, I think, beat Pontiff Sullivan. Ninth try. Dude barely touched me. It was beautiful. Finesse the frick out of him with the roll. Now, I would have preferred to do parries and blocks because I think that that's cooler and more enjoyable, right? Off topic, my dislike button doesn't show any more of the numbers. That is going to be a premiere today over on SNTR Presents. Um, if you like this channel, I have another channel where we upload uh, videos about culture. Uh, I did a video just this week about true virtue versus virtue signaling. And today I'll be covering the dislikes disappearing, but that's a separate channel from this. Um, so, I, uh, I, 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 from what I've seen of Elden Ring gameplay... You don't, you don't, you don't have to do that. You don't. Finessed in nine tries. Homie, nine tries for Pontiff is impressive. Don't you dare take that away from me. Come on. I almost killed him my third try, and people in chat were grumpy about it. They're like, is he really going to kill this guy his third try? And the camera freaked out on me. For all intents and purposes, I had him on the ropes third try. Like... I had that guy dead to rights, and the camera freaked out, and then I took, like, double damage because, like, I couldn't see what was going on. I just played the network test for three hours, says Chase. The base dodge uh, B or button is a roll. There may be a dodge with certain weapons or certain talismans. I'm sure there's still a roll in the game, right? I'm sure there's still a roll in the game. But from what I've seen in the gameplay, Chase, you don't have to do that. Rolling felt almost required in Dark Souls 3. It was like blocking and parrying was just so difficult to get down. It was just easier. Now you can start parrying with a katana, but even then there's stuff that you can't parry. It just you get really good at rolling, right? I'm not disagreeing, just saying it out loud is funny. Oh yeah, I finessed him in nine tries. Well, wouldn't finessing require tries? That doesn't seem like it should be comical, right? 
That shouldn't be comical. Wouldn't finessing require practice? That's that's how it should be. Pontiff is 100% one of the hardest bosses in the game, and it makes sense. He's as close to a big bad as you get in Dark Souls 3. It's probably, short, uh, uh, outside of the camera work, it was probably my favorite fight so far. Really was. And then I got to the brothers. And as soon as I figured out how to avoid that early teleport damage, I was like, oh, what a fight. <laughs> what a fight. 11 tries. 11 tries on the second to the last boss. I'm very proud of that. Should have been, I wanted it to be under 10. I was like, under 10 tries. Come on, under 10 tries. But I had two throwaway runs where as soon as I got in the room, he got behind me and I just put the controller down. I was like, no, I'm starting over. My worry is Elden Ring is that the magic is going to be so busted that you can one-shot most bosses like Demon Souls. Man, I don't know about that. I certainly hope that, that Elden Ring magic doesn't lead to that. That would not be, no. What up, Cheeks? What's good, Icebreaker? Yo, what's good, Sorcerer? Okay, so Chase says, the quick, elevator pitch, the, the, quick, the quick elevator pitch for the base combat gameplay was Dark Souls 3 with a dedicated jump button from Sekiro. Okay, okay. I love the Twin Princes. The teleport feels disorienting, but they do a good job of making it not throw off the fight rhythm. Right, if you get the internal tick down, there was like almost like an internal clock in my brain. There was a handful of times I dodged his attack and couldn't even see him. I just knew it was coming. It's like, he's behind me, two, three, go. Like, I was like, I knew, I didn't, I wasn't counting out loud. That'd be weird, like two, three, but like, is, what's he counting for? Um, but internally, I just knew, time to dodge, right? It's time to dodge. I was very, very pleased when I finally beat him. When I finally beat them, I was very pleased that his final batch where he does they do the barrage and then he teleports and he goes hit hit and then he goes teleport thrust the fact that I kept dot the fact that I dodged that thrust like two times in a row once I did that I was like you're mine you can't freaking touch me now that was what kept tripping me up it was like barrage hit hit teleport thrust and he'd get me with that thrust and thrust is all my word it's devastating because it's like it's like you're getting hit by a train like you're getting hit by a train great video on presents yesterday I remember starting to watch you around corridors of time and watching you while the almighty crashed down I still try to watch every day I greatly appreciate that Philip thank you thank you I I know it's not in, I, I know it's both enjoyable and not enjoyable to watch the to watch those videos because I know it makes some of you guys pretty sad but um, the story needs to be told and I appreciate the support of the of the videos the stories um, you know I know people are also trying to get the word out and sharing it and everything else um, so uh, uh, what is all of this okay I'll look at that later somebody sent me a DM I think Sister Free is the hardest boss in Dark Souls 3 yeah, I've heard that name and the nameless king thrown around. I've heard those two names thrown around, and I'm, I, I saw. I think I saw footage of the nameless king. I, I, I did not watch footage of any of the bosses on purpose. I didn't want to know what they were going to do. I wanted my, my response and my success or failure to be just genuine and like raw, and um. <clears throat> So I didn't look up any footage of uh, of any of the bosses, but somebody put a footage of the nameless king riding a goose in the Discord. So I was like, oh, so he rides around like a dragon. That's why he's so frustrating. <laughs> 
Ashton says, I gotta disagree. Madeer is the hardest. Um, or my dear, whatever. It sounds like you're saying Madeer. Oh, my dear. Uh, hit the like button, chat, says Agent Atwood. Uh, they got nothing on Dark Eater Madeer. Yeah, so here, Chapel. Chapel is uh, re- agreeing, and so it seems like Panoctic, Madeer is the hardest boss. It looks like we're getting some consensus here that Madeer is the hardest. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, I wonder if Elden Ring will have an easy mode. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I have my own thoughts on that. There's obviously a lot of commentary swirling around that already. So, why isn't there just a boss named Tom in Dark Souls? Tom would be the hardest fight ever. So unassuming. <laughs> he would just be like in the corner of some room just like digging in the dirt. And he'd be like, who's that? He'd be like, my name's Tom. And he would just like only use his fists. And it would be brutal. You'd be like, I can't believe he's the hardest boss in the game. Deer, in my opinion, is the hardest boss in Soulsborne. Sekiro, though, oh boy. Oh, I know there's some tough fights in Sekiro waiting for me. I know it. I know it. I've heard about this ape or monkey or something. I heard about a demon last night that was making Eugene get frustrated. Madeira is tough, but feels more like endurance test just because he has so much HP. There's a part of me that wants to go back and beat Yorm without the sword. I don't know. It would take forever. <laughs> it would take forever. But I got really good at dodging his attacks, dude. I'm sure people have gone back and beat Yorm. I- I'm sure. Uh, if you're new to the stream, you can submit questions with the question command. Be sure to hit subscribe so you can talk in chat. Welcome to From Friday, where we talk from software games and we play them. Um... Silverwolf says, what would you look forward to in a live service Elden Ring? Okay, well, I obviously have a bias here. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to own my bias, and then I'm going to talk as a player, okay? So my bias as a content creator is a live service Elden Ring would be amazing for us. There's always something new to do, always something new to try, new to talk about, new to cover, new to play, new to experience. That's a dream come true for a content creator. Because then you're niching down and there's no it's not drying up, right? The well doesn't dry up. So I clearly have a bias there. However, when I think as a player, I can kind of remove my bias as a content creator and like I like games that keep going. You know, there's nothing worse than like like getting to the end of a game and being like, well, that's it. Like one of my favorite things about Borderlands one was once I was done with my first and second playthrough with my wife, we had like four DLCs to play. Same with Borderlands two. So, and, and those aren't live service games, but the principle applied here is dude, if a game is good, I want to keep playing it. And my knowledge of developer bandwidth and investment and what it takes to build a game like this. I'm like, how on earth could you build a game of this scope and size and not turn it into a live service game? It's built to last. You know, it's built for tough. I mean, you built a monster and you're and to only throw a handful of DLCs at it and then walk away from everything I've seen. That would just be like a travesty. Like, why? No, you've got all these existing assets. You've got a built world. You don't have to start over on the next game. You have a giant foundation to build upon. This is the way I described it yesterday. It's like building the foundation for a skyscraper and then building like a four-story building, right? 
here's the base game and then each DLC kind of makes the game get a little bit bigger and I'm like but you built the foundation for a skyscraper why would you only build a four story building now somebody might push back and say well the four story building is going to have more substance and quality and everything's a little bit closer together and so it's nicer a skyscraper would spread everything out and it would dilute the quality of the game and it would it would it would neuter some of the punch and potency of what makes these games so good Th- that is certainly a possibility if something goes live service you stretch it too thin you stretch the dough too thin and then it just isn't doesn't feel right contextualizing a from game to a live service game is is i don't think it's going to be an easy thing elden ring gameplay from what i've seen would work because just track with me on this if they suddenly six months or a year in dropped a huge new region new area and new classes and new spells and new weapons how is who loses in that environment and i want you to think about this the quality of that stuff would be significantly better because it's built in an existing environment so they have a huge head start they've got a massive head start new mounts weapons classes enemies regions bosses just keep expanding the world just keep going now i don't know the limitations of size and scope with the engine like are they going to hit a ceiling however they have a massive head start the game's already built the foundation's already there green size says i get the point on having a favorite game to play for a long time like d2 but I'm of the opinion that beating games is satisfying, and I would say people take pride in beating hard games. You aren't saying anything that's incorrect. You you are not. No, that's completely correct. The final duel in Ghost of Tsushima is an absolute masterpiece. It's a work of art. I've not felt such a sense of admiration and pride about a game's beauty since, like, Hellblade or Returnal. The, fi- the final duel in Ghost of Tsushima is, is beautiful. It's breathtaking. It's so well done. And I, I the, the completion of a game is certainly got a lot going for it. Oh, did you see my super chat? I'm sorry. I was in a bit of a rant there. Dark Taco says, in my opinion, thank you for the $14 uh, tip through super chat, Dark Taco. That's very kind. In my opinion, weapon arts are busted. The speed at which you can defeat bosses is jaw-dropping. If they aren't strong, no one will use them like Dark Souls 3 or Sekiro. How do you think they're going to tread this line? I mean, I would imagine they can run simulations and say, okay, certain weapons and spells are outputting damage that's exceeding how fast we think a boss a boss should die, okay? There's always going to be weird things that happen. Do you guys, what's the boss in Dark Souls 3 where he's kind of easy and then he splits himself in two and he's putting fire all over the ground and he's wearing like a witch's hat, I think and you're like fighting on a bunch of bodies what's that guy's name? Uh, just came in to say Elden Ring is looking dope Elden Ring gameplay is looking sick the Elden Ring like beta and the technical tests are getting really good responses very, very exciting being able to go back and play new stuff Aldrich, yeah, not the twins at the end. It's it, it's not the twins at the end. It's like a guy's like pretty easy to beat. Aldrich, devourer of gods. Okay, that guy, I go in with a broadsword. Okay, 
It wasn't the Abyss Watchers. I go in with a broadsword, and I kill him so fast. People in chat were like, wait, what just happened? And then somebody's like, oh my gosh, I forgot that Lono's DPS is busted right now, okay? And then, I think he took me two or three tries. I, I think he took me two or three tries. Abyss Watchers? It might be Abyss Watchers. It, it, you go in the room and there's like bodies you're fighting on the bodies and the first part of the fight is super easy and then he comes back to life and he starts doing big fiery attacks and stuff in any case I killed him so fast Sebastian lover of scones <laughs> we need a Zubair Dark Souls mod where he just goes in and renames everybody um, it's Abyss Watchers, says Distorted. Okay, so Abyss Watchers. I had people that couldn't believe how quickly I beat Abyss Watchers. And it was because I, I could get hit a handful of times. It was no big deal because I could output so much damage. It was ridiculous. It didn't even feel like a hard fight. I had people in chat that were annoyed. They were like, I can't believe you beat that that quickly. And I was like, well, my damage is broken. Why? I had people in chat who had helped me invest in a build that was super strong if things like that start happening in Elden Ring my question would be is that the normative experience or is it like anomalous is it like one or two bosses that well well yeah I mean if you go into this guy and you fight him with a mount and you use fire magic yeah I mean he's gonna die super fast but is every boss gonna have like a secret key you know I I think they said this by the way they said that this game will be easier to approach because every boss has like a build weakness but that doesn't mean the whole game is going to feel like that that doesn't mean you're going to be able to walk into every room and be like I got my dragon spell you're you're going to die who knows the guy might be resistant to it Brutal says I think the DLC model would serve Elden Ring way better than a live service live service is continuous progression which cuts directly against the biggest payout for Dark Souls like games I don't necessarily know if that's true keep getting souls Keep leveling up, baby. You know, keep going. Get stronger, you know. The thing with games is you can make it as challenging as you want by not leveling up. Well, that's true. That's definitely true. If you look up stuff, it will be a thing, but I assume it most won't look up builds. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that look up builds for every boss they're like okay how do you beat this guy and then they're gonna go and then they're gonna get that build and then they're gonna go back and then they're gonna put the guy in the dirt (laughs) do you know what I'm saying there's nothing to say that a live service game can't serve the completionist that's exactly right you think there'll be several playthroughs needed for completion I don't know about several playthroughs needed for completion but from where I sit Elden Ring gameplay is drenched in classes, magic, and build diversity. I can't see you beating it once and being like, I'm done. I just don't see it. (laughs) If you get that far, I can't see you being like, I'm done. I I would think the the first thing you would do is be like, is there new game plus? Or I'm going to start a new class and try a completely different build. You know, I was running dual swords the whole time. Now I want to do this instead, right? I think a Dark Souls MMO would be really nice. I don't know about an MMO. MMOs get kind of different, though. MMOs get kind of different because you got to, like, have social spaces and you can see people, and it's like that's not quite the same as a live service game that you can, like, play with other people. 
even if February wasn't jam-packed, I wouldn't touch Elden Ring until the wiki is solid. Oh, there's plenty of players that'll approach it that way. They're like, well, I'll wait until the guides are out. You know, I'll wait. They'll wait two weeks and then all the guides will be out. I never tried to figure out which Mega Man boss had which weakness. I found me an issue of Nintendo power. That's right. I go back and forth on how much I watch streamers to progress in a game. Sometimes it ruins a sense of pride, but other times I would need, uh, and I would never discover, other times I would never discover it on my own. Outbreak Prime, right, in Destiny is an example. Live service like Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3 isn't really live service, though. It, it isn't. Maybe. I think it's a player opinion question, because I see what you mean about progression, but Dark Souls progression is different than WoW progression. But didn't somebody told me that if I wanted to go do the Nameless King, I was gonna have to spend a bunch of time leveling up and doing a bunch of grinding. So clearly they they raised. Did they make it to where you could keep going and get stronger when they released the Nameless King stuff? Like, or because was there like a cap? Like a uh, you're done, you can't level any higher. And then they added it, so then you could. Oh, then you could. How did it work? WoW is about your character getting stronger. Focus on your character. Dark Souls progression isn't about your progression. It's about beating a boss. I don't agree with that summary at all. I don't even know if Dark Souls fans would agree with what you just said. You're creating an either or. I think it's a both and. It's both about your progression and beating a boss. Your progression fuels your ability to beat the boss. Nameless King was about the soul level of Lothric Castle. Nameless King was in the original game, not a DLC. I thought people said he was a DLC. Oh, he's not DLC. I'm sorry. He's an optional boss. I apologize. I misspoke. Nameless King was in the base game. He's just difficult, so people were recommending you get stronger first. Okay, okay. He's an optional area. They never increase the base game level cap. Okay, thank you. That was what I was trying to get at. I'm, it's my first time ever playing through Dark Souls 3, so like from software fans, like, does this guy know anything? Um, it was my first time playing through it, and I really enjoyed it, and I, I thought he was DLC, but he wasn't. The important thing that I was trying to get at was, has there ever been a time where they've released new stuff and said, well, we're going to raise level cap. We're going to raise your ability to, to get stronger. And it seems like the answer is no. So let me ask the question another way. Is there a single From Software game that has done that? You can take all stats to 99. That's the level cap. Okay, there's a ton of progression in Sekiro besides just beating the boss. Progression is very important in Dark Souls. Isn't progression defined as beating the bosses? I don't think defeating a boss and progression are mutually exclusive. Yes, yes, both and. I was just trying to emphasize the difference between the types of character progression. Oh, but brutal, it's no it's not that different, homie. It really isn't. I don't think character progression in a Souls game is that far removed from character progression in an MMORPG. They're very very similar. You get a slow trickle of a resource and then you use that resource to get stronger and you get to pick specific like the reason I needed people to help me with my builds in Dark Souls 3 was because I had no idea which stats mattered and in what ways. They don't do a good job of telling you because <laughs> it's their third game and they're like, you should know how this works, bro. <laughs> they don't really tell you how it all works. You got to do research. You got to read. You got to bring a notepad, you know? going to go play Dark Souls 3. Why do you have a 
Trapper Keeper and six pencils, and they're all different colors. I, I've I've got to figure out how this game works. <laughs> there's no instruction manual. <laughs> there's there's nothing. All the games cap at 99, except Sekiro, which has a different system altogether. Fun fact, Sekiro has no DLC, apart from a boss rush mode they released later. Okay, so Elden Ring DLC, I can't see them not at least doing DLC. I feel like that's guaranteed. The question is, is is this game built for live service? Because I feel like it is. Honestly, progression in the Souls game for me is primarily tied to personal skill at the game. I... uh, certainly fatal I, I one of my listen I do not have any ego about Dark Souls I will admit that I'm a sloppy just kind of grumpy complainy player right I'm not a fanboy you will find me complaining about these games I criticize them some Souls fans will never do that they never that that's that's a sin like in the Bible of Dark Souls that's like that's like in the Dark Souls 10 commandments you know Thou shalt not criticize the game, okay? <laughs> that I know there are people that think that like that's like the the number one sin. I, but I'm not a fanboy, so like I have no problem criticizing the game where I see I, like, I see Dark Souls made significant mistakes in the late game that I found very irritating. Okay, like you might not believe this, I think the dancer, I think she's like the worst boss in the game. I think she's trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think she's trash. And I know fans are like clutching their pearls like, oh my goodness, he doesn't like the dancer. Um, so, so, I, but at the same time, even though I know I'm not that good, right? Even though I know I've, I've got problems with how I play and I know I'm kind of a stubborn, right? And I know I'm kind of a complainy player. I know for a fact I've gotten pretty dadgum good at the game. I know that. Like I strut into a boss room now and I'm like, Let's see what you got, you know? And I can put a boss down in approximately 10 tries. I would say, given it's my first Souls game I've ever played to completion, I dabbled in Sekiro and I dabbled in Demon Souls. It's the first Souls game I've ever played to completion. I I would say, that's a feather in my cap. Beating most late game bosses in under 10 tries or approximately right around 10 tries. Like, you know, the Twin Princes took me 11 tries. I would say that's pretty dadgum good. And I, I'm telling you, that's why I like the game. I'm like, I, I feel awesome. Like, I feel dope. Now, I know that people have helped me with my build. I know people have helped me navigate and skip some of the more frustrating areas. I know that. I know that. But the raw skill that I bring to a boss fight, I definitely know I've gotten better. The answer is different than the other Dark Souls 3 bosses. Yeah, she stunlocked trash. <laughs> she stunlocked trash. I love the artistry of the dancer. Her her false starts, her looky lose, her trickery. She's great, but then she snags you, and it's just a bunch of stunlocked garbage. I'm like, get the frick out of here! Like you hit me one time, and now I'm half my health bar is gone. And I'm dead. So if she happens to grab you and stab you, you basically can die from two mistakes. Get the frick out of here! I don't like her. <laughs> I don't like her. Insomniac Black with a $10 tip. Do the kiddos still like Pokemon cards? I opened a ton of 25th anniversary packs, have a lot of duplicates. I was going to send uh, a box, uh, both of them a set of cards, about 30 to 40 each, early Christmas present. Homie, they would be elated if you did that. That's very kind to bless my children in that way. They would love that. Her attack pattern is tied directly to the music. I don't care if it's tied to a jukebox in the corner of the room. 
She's stunlocked trash. <laughs> She's stunlocked trash. Fun story about the dancer. If you look at boss attack strings as being musical measures, all other bosses are 4-4, but the dancer's 3-3, so her tempo is different. Beating any game is an accomplishment. Beating a From game is kind of a badge of honor in the gaming community. For sure, for sure. Brutal says, um, Mark of the Dragon, hang on, says, the bosses looks too easy from the gameplay I've seen. I hope it will be harder in the later parts. I want to address that. I think that's a very good observation. I'm gonna come up with a, uh, I'm gonna come up with a, a, a theory. Uh, you got an Elden Ring code, dude. Go enjoy some Elden Ring gameplay. Good for you. What's the PO box address? Uh, you can use the PO box command, or I'm sorry, the PO command. And it'll it'll show up in chat here. I'll just do it for you. Um, I want to address that. So, Mark of the Dragon. I don't think that From Software is. I don't think that they are, like, watering down their game. Um, I don't think so. Okay? I don't think they're making it easier. What I think they're doing is, I think they're creating a smooth on-ramp. Okay? They're creating a smooth on-ramp. That doesn't mean... (laughs) That doesn't mean that you're going to get to the mid and late game and think that the game is easy. I have a very, I've just got a very good feeling that that's not going to be the case. What they're attempting to do, at least from where I sit, is they are trying to appeal to a broader audience. That doesn't mean they're not going to bust your teeth right out of your face halfway through the game. I envision, I'm telling you, I, I, I envision a future, and people will tell you I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at predicting the future. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty good at this. I'm envisioning a future <laughs> of the forums and Twitter and all these places being filled with people that are incensed at how hard the game gets after the first, you know, 10 hours or so. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. I'm like, this game is absurd. We need an easy mode. Like, that's the, the easy mode debate hasn't even hit its full fever pitch yet. Because people are going to buy this game and the on-ramp is going to be just smooth enough for them to get into it and then it's going to start busting their teeth out. And they're going to be like, what? This is not the game I thought it was an open world RPG. Right. Give them the dopamine hit early and then you have them locked for pain and punishment. That's exactly right. When you start the network test, you have literally a boss 10 feet away from you. XQC was getting wrecked at the first boss. It's definitely not easy. Is he is he traditionally pretty good at Souls games? I don't know. He he seems like he he sits with his knee up in a in a bedroom and makes millions of dollars just talking. And yeah, I'm, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. I don't I don't know what games he plays. Ugh. Ugh. Very interesting to see who the first person was that responded to your vid this morning on Twitter. Who the first person was who responded? I didn't even see who the first person was. Um, it was. Are you talking about Fast Flex? Who are you talking about? Um, who is that? Is that somebody from here? I don't. What observation are you making? Um. Uh, 
No one cares. Except that the people care. Sounds about right. Literally two swings, boss dead. Well, I mean, okay. So if a two swings and the boss is dead, I mean, that, that's, that's, I don't know. Anyone that likes coffee, Lono might have a flavor to scratch the coffee itch. We've not really done the speech about the other ways that you can support the channel. I really, when I'm meeting you guys that are new and you're from software fans, I'm just enjoying talking with you. I hope you come back. I hope you're enjoying your time this morning. I am a safe for work broadcaster. Even when I play these games and get angry, I try to keep it safe for work. So, you know, not cussing, swearing and stuff. I may I may do some minor swearing. We do have other ways to support the channel. Uh, consider becoming a channel member, uh, clicking the join button or using the join command. Uh, and we do have our own coffee. Uh, and it's delicious. People in chat can tell you how good it is. The light and the dark roast are the same base flavor. One's just roasted longer to be dark. And they both have a balanced acidity. The balanced acidity is one of the main reasons people like it. Very drinkable. It does cold brew, French press, any way you uh, prepare it is very good. And then we have our holiday blend, the Frickmas blend. We say Merry Frickmas because I say, what the Frick? Uh, And this also has the balanced acidity. This has become one of the more popular of the bunch. You can get all three, uh, you know, the red light, the yellow light, and the green light, the traffic light special. Or you can take the Madam Challenge, my wife, Madam Crumpet. She can't decide between the dark roast and the Frickmas blend. So get your coffee orders in. We love to get a handful of coffee orders every single day. I'm also partnering with Displate. If you like the Hellblade Displate or the Dark Souls Displate, use the Displate command. And my Skeletor shirt is a great all-over print from 80s Tees. Be sure to use the shirt command if you enjoy any shirt you've ever seen me wear on stream. And you can use code LONO over there at 80s Tees. There, that's my, that's my like, sponsors, how you can support pitch, okay? All I really ex- hope people do is click subscribe, click like, and come back. That's all we really want. Uh, we love seeing support for From Software titles, topics, and gameplay. We will be jumping into Dark Souls 3 later today, probably beating it, and then rolling over into Sekiro. But right now, we're talking about Elden Ring gameplay, and I'd love for you to take the poll at the top of the chat. Do you think an Elden Ring live service game is a good idea or a bad idea? I argued this morning that I think, based on a handful of things, map size, classes, magic, weapon arts, armor diversity, I'm seeing size and scope of this game being built for live service. I could be wrong, but that's the inclination, that's the, that's the feeling that I get about this game. So if you're a fan of Elden Ring gameplay and all the breakdowns people have done, if you're a fan of From Software games, Fridays here on this channel is From Fridays. So we're going to try to kick off every Friday with an Elden Ring topic and then work our way through more From Software games, which we're up to Sekiro, basically. We, we started with Dark Souls 3. So we hope you enjoy the channel. Monday through Friday, I'm doing this talk show in the mornings. It's usually about New World or other gaming topics, followed by New World gameplay or other games. And uh, Fridays is getting its own thing, though. Are these fog room bosses or open world bosses that they're dying fast to? Yeah, yeah, I would, I'd be interested to know. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. From software gone mainstream, in my opinion, trying to appeal to everyone will destroy its core fans. But the, the what you're saying doesn't jive with anything we've seen from the feedback, Ferryman. Not a single person that has put up footage of this game has said anything but, oh my gosh, this game is phenomenal, right? I want soul noobs to have their butt handed to them, not make it easy for those who have not been loyal to their past games. Okay, so I'm a little bit different than you, okay? I actually would rather 
more people play the game and have what I would call a catalyst of accessibility to get into the game while not diluting the game's identity, okay? I am completely against easy mode. I am completely against dialing down the difficulty. I am not in support of that, okay? But there is a giant difference between that and saying, why don't you create a catalyst for accessibility? Meaning, make the first 10 hours of the game enjoyable, fun, challenging. It's still from software. You think you're going to walk past a couple of enemies and just like poke them and be like, they're dead. Poke them, they're dead. No, it's going to be a from software game. If you're playing sloppy and dumb, you're going to die. Okay. All of that's still going to be true, even if they make the entrance to the game a little bit more accessible. Accessibility is not the same as making something easy. Do you understand? Look at the size and the scope of this game. Where is the harm if the first 10 hours are more accessible or more easy than a traditional Souls game? Where's the harm if the scope and size of the game is significantly larger than all of the previous Souls games? Think of it in this realm. If other Souls games are smaller in size and scope, well then the cliff to the summit's going to be steeper because they have less to work with. Imagine if suddenly the size and scope of the game is bigger. You could have a smoother on-ramp and then it starts to get rocky, steep, and really, really challenging. I'm telling you, I don't see anything in the feedback in the gameplay about Elden Ring being easy, or I I see it being maybe easier in the early stages, but I I can't see that being a thing. I don't think you're going to get to the 50th hour in this game and be like, yo, this game's cake. This game's easy. Write that down. There's no way. Look at how much they've invested in this game. There's no way from software of all companies have invested in a game of this size and scope and you're going to get to like the 50th hour of the game be like, this is easy clap. This game's a joke. No. I'd argue that Souls games get easier as you play and get better stuff when you come to terms with the mechanics. Well, sure, but that's a catalyst of experience. That's not quite the same. It's new IP and there's a lot of talk about how Dark Souls should be easier. It's the first impression isn't good. People may just write it off. No. You know, a lot of the argument for accessibility is in easy mode. Nothing about making it uh, easier to play for those with disabilities with controls, just God modes. We, uh, okay, I'm using the word accessibility and I need to make sure you guys understand me, okay? There are people that are going to sneak in and smuggle in the easy mode debate, claiming that they're taking up for people with disabilities, that is complete I I would argue that that's sinister and nefarious don't champion accessibility for people with motor inhibitions or motor motor skill mobility disabilities okay don't act like you're taking up for them and then argue for easy mode that is extremely disingenuous If you want an easy mode, argue for an easy mode. Have the freaking stones and the integrity to be like, I would like an easy mode because I'm weak. I suck at games and I just want to play this game, okay? But don't claim that you're like taking up for people with disabilities. And here's why I'm saying this. It's extremely important 
for companies to do what is within their power this is a very important classification what is within their power to create accessibility options if they can whether it's colorblind mode or working with the Microsoft controller there's a Microsoft controller for people who are have they have some mobility inhibition something that makes it harder for them to hold a traditional controller or mouse and keyboard okay that's not the same as saying we want an easy mode you're not taking up for somebody who has some form of a disability when you're arguing for easy mode they are not one in the same they're not you're smuggling that in because you want easy mode because you know you want to race to boss number 28 so you can write your 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 stupid blog and farm adsense like you're not actually arguing for something noble you're smuggling in your own bias and desire i'm telling you right now that's what people are going to do they're going to start smuggling in the easy mode debate under the guise of like oh but this is about people with disabilities no it's not it is not they're not one of the same and accessibility options for people that are impaired in some way is not a requirement either okay it's not a requirement if you go to every indie company every big company every game developer of all varying sizes and you want to create some moral imperative that they have to create their game with accessibility options i'm sorry to tell you that's not fair to them that would be undue financial harm undue bandwidth requirements their game might not even be able to do what you want it to do reflex required timing on some of these games i mean come on that'd be like saying dance dance revolution needs to create accessibility options it's not built for people that are going to have either like slower response times or a lack of mobility they haven't built the game for that it's built for the exact opposite that's not mean or cold or uncharitable it's just not every game can do this not every restaurant i this is the analogy i've made before not every restaurant can make can, can basically make allowances for my daughter's egg allergy. That'd be like me going to Wild Eggs at breakfast and being like, you guys need to be an egg-free environment so that my daughter can come here and eat and be safe. What are you talking about? Her allergy doesn't create an imperative on our business. Your disability doesn't create an imperative on developers. It doesn't. It's great that people are doing everything that they can. I'm going to champion that every time I see it. That's great. But you can't create a moral imperative simply because you lack something or have an issue. Like my daughter's egg allergy doesn't create a moral imperative on every restaurant in existence to not have eggs. This is also a network uh, test that had changes to the game. Yeah, there's no way to know. So... You, you, you gotta understand, when I'm saying accessibility, I'm using the word very generically, like making the game more accessible to people who have maybe never played a Souls game. And then they're gonna get to the 20th hour in the game and they're gonna hate it, or they're not hate it, but they're gonna be like, this game is just too hard for me. The scope and size of everything we've seen of Elden Ring gameplay, I cannot fathom them making this game easy from beginning to end. I can't. We got two coffee orders. Thank you so much. A light roast and a Frickmas blend to Lochness 1. And then a Frickmas blend and a dark roast. Taking the Madam Challenge. Thank you, Thad C. I appreciate that very, very much. 
I played Dark Souls just fine as a disabled man. It's not hard to find solutions to play, get good. Well, it depends though, Dylan. You gotta be careful. Not everybody, everybody's, if you have some level of a mobility inhibition in your body, okay, it's different between everybody. Some people might really struggle to just move, like move their thumbs. Somebody might not be able to move their right arm. Somebody might not be able to move both arms. You know what I'm saying? There's a spectrum of like motor function disability that would make it to where somebody might just never be able to play Dark Souls. And there's an element of that that is sad, but you have to live life on life's terms. My daughter has an egg allergy and has to live life on life's terms. She can't storm into every restaurant in town and demand that they become an egg-free environment. You just can't eat there. You just can't play every game. You can't. Like, that's life. And you're going to be happier if you accept that. I'm the the first person they're talking about losing and not getting the things that you want and just accepting it. (laughs) Accepting the sadness and the loss. I mean, like, this is the hand that I've been dealt. You know? Games are a luxury, not a need. Right. Now, with allergies, yes, we would love to see better legislation with respect to ingredient ingredient labels because we should be able to consume a product and be confident about what's in it. That's different. That's an element of safety, right? I should be able to hand my daughter a cookie and know there's not a single amount of egg in this. That is good. That's an informed consumer. That's not the same as, and this is where you would say, no. As you should be informed as a consumer, our game doesn't have any accessibility options for inhibited motor function. We just couldn't do it. It wasn't going to work. There's no imperative on them to do that. You see, they if they as long as they inform you ahead of time, I don't think there's any issue. Hmm. I think we need to protest in the streets to make Elden Ring harder if it's too easy. I'm just telling you right now, bro. I, I can't see anybody getting far in this game and concluding that it's easy. And here's... Do you want to know what the real dilemma is, Mark of the Dragon? Let me tell you about a little game called Destiny. Destiny's raids started to get decried as too easy because the community was very adept at deducing how they worked, how they functioned, and figuring out how to beat them. The very first raid, Vault of Glass was never, ever, ever beat with length of completion until they used a delta scale in a raid to make it almost impossible to beat. So they made the Riven raid. They basically cheated. They, they basically made the delta so high that players were essentially incredibly weak, okay? I, I want you to consider that in Souls games. I want you to consider that. Some of the challenge here is you're, you're walking into the Elden Ring technical test and you know what you're doing. <laughs> you got a little swagger in your step. You know how to read the animations. I was watching the fight of the guy with the axes and the arms, and I'm thinking to myself, why is this guy not dodging? Why is this guy not blocking and getting out of the way? I'm reading the animations. Why? Because I'm becoming a Souls player. I'm not even a particularly like experienced Souls player, and yet... And yet, I'm watching footage of a boss. I'm like, what's this guy doing? Why is he standing there? Right? Thank you, Dark Taco, for the brand new membership. I appreciate you, bro. Brand new membership. 
We want to see that membership number go up, so we love every time we see a new member. Thank you. Forgive me for being silent today. Girlfriend left me. 41 and lagging in strength. Sorry to write this here, uh, but I have no one else but you guys. Homie, there's no shame in letting that out, man. That's, That's sad, and that sucks, and it's okay to be sad. It is okay to be sad. And I'm going to tell you the same thing my therapist told me when I lost everything last year. You're going to be okay. You will. You don't know what okay looks like, but you're going to be okay. In six months, you'll turn around and be like, I am okay. I didn't know it was going to look like this, but I'm okay. And if you need people to talk to, jump in the Discord. Don't isolate. That's one of the worst things to do right now is to isolate. It's okay to be sad, man. Feel it. It's okay to feel it. I, it sucks when something like that happens, bro. But the worst thing you can do is isolate and not talk to people, okay? If you feel you need professional help, we can point you to resources, okay? None of us are professionals. So if you feel you need professional help, we can point you to resources. But one of the best things to do right now is just talk with people. Maybe just play some games with folks, you know? Just jump into a game and just do something, all right? I agree with the ingredient thing, however, if done, then people need to understand that not everything can be placed on the distributors. Consumers need to be able to be able to also check. Consumers have to have... Well, no, yeah, as long as the consumers... Yeah, if you just give your kid food and don't check out, well, that's on you, 100%. 100%. You gotta own your allergy, for sure. My daughter's very good about that. She will tell grown adults, I can't I can't take that from you, because I don't know what's in it. You know, she's eight. She owns it. She owns it. She's a little. She's a little eight-year-old warrior, man. She's strong. She's, she's a strong little girl. <clears throat> you had to learn that while playing From Software's earlier product, Armored Core. That really is a punch in the crotch. Yeah, I never played that one. I never played that one. So, I, 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 I don't think... I, re- I really, really don't think that this game is on a trajectory of being too easy. And to go back to the point that I was making, your experience, I, I want you to hear this and understand this. This is true, okay? Your experience with From Software games is a problem. It is. You're, it's a problem. 100%. It's a problem. Because... You're going you're gonna to make light work of the easier, rough edges of the game. Go back and watch... Okay, I want you to go back and watch the very first episode of Dark Souls 3 from Fridays with me. I want you to go back and watch it. It went a whole lot better than the first time I played. Why? Because I knew what to expect. I knew what was coming. I knew what was around every corner. I... I, I, I the very first boss! I, I, I one-shot him. I one-shot him. The guy that like gets all big and mutate I beat him my first try! And people were like, first try? Oh my gosh, GG's. And I was like, I fought him before. <laughs> the first time I fought him and he mutated, I was like, what the what? Oh! Like I'm running from him and I died. You see? Like, your experience, your experience with From Software games is a problem. Because you're gonna walk in and already know so much. It's it's not going to be 
it's not going to have those razor blades like early souls games when you first played them man they had razor blades you were like what the what why why did i die how what was that and now you walk in you're like huh what okay that's fine roll out of the way block parry whatever that has to be considered in this equation you're probably right bloodborne was the last last one i played i one shotted nearly every boss and people said it was hard i described it as no challenge hack and slash i guarantee you if that would have been your first game you wouldn't have said that and you wouldn't have done that no way yeah 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 creature yeah creature we this this can work <laughs> this can work my man if you one shot at bosses then you over leveled right but his experience in those games equipped him to maybe over level do you know what i'm saying like my experience in action adventure games look, look at me in ghost of tsushima look at look at my experience in ghost of tsushima i have experience in those types of games so what did i do i did everything in the first region everything and when i got to the second region it was a joke the duels were a joke they weren't hard the straw hat was the only duel in that game that that i that i struggled with the only other duel that I actually failed and died on in Tsushima, I think, was the last duel. I just got sloppy. Mo- virtually every duel in the second half of Tsushima, I didn't even die. I was like, easy, 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 easy. Why? I was overleveled. Why? Be- because I played the game as an experienced action-adventure, like, melee-based player. I knew what to do. I had also been playing Dark Souls. <laughs> I like how Lona's like, and I was mildly perturbed when in reality he was ready to write mean letters to the devs and set things on fire. <laughs> when did I say I was mildly perturbed? What's Ferryman say? I meant by one shot, not dying, not hitting the boss once. You, oh yeah, he wasn't hitting them one shot. He was saying he did it in one attempt. One attempt. He one shot it. I knew what he meant. I, I interpreted what he said properly. It was a one shot. It was first try. <clears throat> uh, yo, a different era coming in. Coming in with a $5 tip. Elden Ring will appeal to Souls fans. Altering the formula will ease uh, for ease or accessibility will change the identity. How many newcomers are from software aiming for? Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I like what you're saying, and I want to interact with it, and I want to be fair. Okay, so you're saying two things. It's going to alter the formula, okay, for ease or accessibility, and the result is a change in identity, okay? So let's break this down. Let's break down your premise and your argument. So your premise is that if the early parts of the game are easier or more accessible, right, to get newcomers, I think that's a fine premise. That's your premise. And then you're going from that premise to say that's going to alter the formula. And then you have your final conclusion. So your secondary conclusion is that that alters the formula. And then your final conclusion is that changes the identity of the game. Okay. Handful of problems with your argumentation. Just a handful. First and foremost, the game is a new game. It's a new IP. So its identity isn't necessarily going to be the same as the other Dark Souls games. Case in point. Let's say 
and I think this is a very easy prediction to make. Let's say this game is larger in scope, size, and progression arc than all of the other games. It stands to reason, then, that the earlier parts of the game would not mimic the difficulty and the feel and the vibe of the other Souls games. Do you understand? So, if the because you're saying it's altering the formula, but what I'm saying is this is a brand new IP, and the scope and size of Elden Ring seems to be significantly larger than every other game they've ever made, which would make which would mean the the progression curve isn't going to be the same as the other games. Therefore, your your secondary conclusion can't necessarily lead to your final conclusion that like oh it's going to change the identity. It's a new game with a different formula and a different identity than the other games. At its core though, okay? At its core, it's still a from software game. So I want you to go play Bloodborne, and then I want you to play Dark Souls 3, and then I want you to play Sekiro. At their core, they're from software games, but they diverge into very different pathways, formulas, and identities. You you that you can't disagree with that. That's not my opinion. That's fact. We could prove that. We could prove that mathematically. We could measure the systems and talk about how they work, the interworkings of their systems, the math of the damage, the math of the systems and the diversity and the builds and the progression and the sense of power and the boss fights and all of that. And we could say none of these games have the same formula or the same identity. Similar, but not the same. Do you see? So... I'm not saying that, like, you're wrong. I'm saying that, like, you're basically... There's an assumption baked into your argument, different era. There's an assumption baked into your argument that this game already has an established identity that and formula that needs to be protected. This isn't Dark Souls 4. This is Elden Ring. New IP. What Victor's saying. New IP equals new formula and fresh aspects. Case in point. Bloodborne, very different than Dark Souls 3, and Sekiro is very different than Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3. Right? I just wanted another Dark Souls. I'm a creature of habit. I was fine with Far Cry 6 being more Far Cry. And you know what? It's fair for you to just own that. It's totally fair to own that. That's your bias. Owning your bias, oh, it just makes you so much more honest, and it's so liberating. And it makes you put down, like... You're not grinding an axe, you know? Not you particular, Fairy. I, I I do this myself. If you just own your bias, it makes you so much more enjoyable to interact with, and, like, it makes you more tolerant of other people's opinions and thoughts. Like, this is my bias. I just wanted a Dark Souls 4. And this is shaping up to be kind of not that. And that's, you know, that's disappointing. Or, or maybe not disappointing. Maybe it's just concerning. Maybe on the surface, you're just concerned. You're like, this might not be the game that I wanted it to be. I would say I would say they deserve a little bit more trust. <laughs> I would say that from software, they de- they deserve a little bit more trust and confidence from you based on a handful of things, based on your experience with them up to this point and based on what we've seen and heard. <laughs> you, you you I think right now confidence is more justified than concern and worry. Do you see it's just, it's just just way more justified. They deserve a little bit more trust and confidence from you. They do. 
they've done an excellent job with their franchises. And and this game looks stellar, man. I'll still be buying it. I'm just going into it less hyped. You know what's probably going to happen? You're, that Do that. You should do that. Because you're more likely to enjoy it. If you go in like, this game's going to be otherworldly and I'm going to have like a daily euphoric experience. Probably not. <laughs> it's probably going to be amazing and stellar and you're going to get a ton of entertainment out of it. But like, go in with less hype and you'll, you're probably setting yourself up to have a better time. <laughs> Diaz says, I'm fine if it's easier at the cost of bringing more to the franchise. And if they feel good in Elden Ring, they might buy the older ones. Well, Diaz, I'm going to modify what you said a little bit. I'm fine if the game is easier in the beginning to get more people in, but I don't want to conclude and turn around and say, oh, this game is easy. Do you understand? Now, if we conclude this is one of the easier or more accessible from software games, that's totally fine. When you ask people right now which Dark Souls game should they start with, you're not like, oh yeah, Dark Souls 1 and try to play naked. Like, you don't do that to them. You know which games are more accessible. You're going to be like, uh, Dark Souls 3 is probably the most linear, most accessible. After that, maybe Sekiro or Demon Souls. Or actually, Bloodborne. Bloodborne's probably up there with Dark Souls 3. It's either between like Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne. Like, pick one. Why? Because you know they're easier than the others. They're more approachable than the others. To be honest, From Software has been making the early game easier since Dark Souls 3, in my opinion. I've never heard anybody say Dark Souls 2, Justin. Most people go to Dark Souls 3 or or or, or um or Bloodborne. If they're like, yeah, if you want to get in to a to a Souls game. Go Dark Souls 2, that's the easiest. I thought Dark Souls 2 people said it had a lot of the cheesy, frustrating stuff in it. I've not. Start with Dark Souls 2. I've heard the exact opposite about that one. I've heard that one's got a lot of razors and frustration and cheese in it. Do not start Souls on Dark Souls 2. Yeah, I've always heard the exact opposite. The bosses... Dark Souls 2, the trash is insane. The bosses are walkovers? Hmm. Hey, listen, if you're new and you tuned in today for Elden Ring coverage, we appreciate you being here. I do a talk show Monday through Friday, and Fridays uh, has for a while now been From Friday, playing through From Software Games. It's my first ever full playthrough. I'll be finishing Dark Souls 3 today and jumping into Sekiro, so make sure and stick around for that. We are also going to turn From Friday into a more complete package, meaning the talk show, the one you're watching right now, every Friday should be about Elden Ring. I've got a variety of topics already lined up, and I'm sure there'll be more news, more releases, and more things to come over in the coming weeks. We already have a ton of things to talk about. We're going to break them down into individual subjects. So, hit subscribe and the bell button. It's totally free to subscribe. It supports me and the channel, and it ensures that you don't miss the shows. Monday through Thursday in the morning, you'll find me talking about New World or other gaming news topics, and then in the afternoon, we always switch to gameplay. So, a lot of New World, 
we're going to be covering some Lost Ark as well, and then Elden Ring. And uh, for the time being, working our way through Sekiro. So thanks for being here. We love meeting new people. Make sure and take the poll at the top of the chat. I love that the poll is so divided. Elden Ring live service game. Is it a good idea or a bad idea? I argued this morning that I think Elden Ring, from everything I've seen, is being built for the long haul. It's being built for the potential of a live service, ever-expanding, ongoing game. And uh, I would love to hear from you about that. You do need to subscribe to talk in chat if you'd like to interact with this subject. So we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, Do me a favor and smash the like button as well. We've had a stellar day already covering this. So give that like button a smash. Um, Let me me take a question here. Um, Silver Wolf, I think I answered yours. Would you look forward to a live service Elden Ring? I would. I would. I love when games keep going. Oh, I answered your question. I answered it with bias and without bias. A different era with a $10. A $10 tip. You're a gentleman and a scholar, I'm assuming, but Souls fans don't mind the dodge attack, dodge magic core mechanic with new paint. The core mechanic is what I'm referring to, not for weak newcomers. Okay, I appreciate what you're saying, different era. I think we need to get further into the game. Because, okay, think of it this way. So the weapon arts and the spells and everything right now, I feel like you're seeing them on... It's 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 kind of like on the playground, all right? It's like watching LeBron James on a playground. It's like, okay. <laughs> like he goes to like a local, you know, park and he's like he's like hooping it up with with the boys, okay? That ain't the same as when he gets into the playoffs, right? And he's falling on the ground and crying. <laughs> Just kidding, but not. Anyways, we're not talking sports ball. My point is is that we need to see everything we've seen so far, weapon arts, magic, agility of the character we need to see that in the mid and late game because the game's going to start to press in on those things does that make sense every t- every game i've ever played whether it's a metroidvania or ghost of tsushima every game i think a lot of times their goal is to like they want the content loop to feel really good i'm going to give you a great example god of war god of war in the early stages, you feel pretty strong. And then your axe starts to get stronger and you feel stronger, stronger, stronger. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, it's, it's almost like this. It's almost like you go like this and you hit this point where like, yeah, I'm strong. And then the game starts to push in on you. It's like, yeah, let's see how well you do against the Valkyries, right? I would think we need to see a whole lot more of Elden Ring before we come to any conclusions about like the core game our abilities, our strength, our spells, our weapon arts. It's all, oh, it's just, just too strong. Well, until, until the game starts to press in on those things, there's a giant difference between the first boss in Dark Souls 3 and the dancer, right? She pushes so hard on you. I, I do not like her. And so... A lot of people watched me beat the first boss in Dark Souls 3 and were like, well, this is going to be easy. No. Unattained says, From Software created seven games, all successful with a huge following, landing here with the most anticipated game, and not one of them have had difficulty options. Classic Japanese game design at work. Yeah. I'm totally against difficulty options in a From Software game. It has no place. Behemoth. What do you think if Transmog comes to Elden Ring as uh, as soon as a live service hits? I mean, I don't think Transmog would hurt a game like this, and, I, and I'll tell you why. 
Sometimes you find armor and you're just like, bro, this armor is hot. I want to wear this, but it doesn't work with your build. And I just don't think you need to withhold that from the player. I'm not going to die on the hill of like, Elden Ring needs transmog. But I've seen some armor in the footage and I'm like, bro, bro, I want to look like that. But then the armor might not work with with my build. You know, it has no place. Why? So, putting difficulty options in Elden Ring, I'm trying to think of an analogy to show how it doesn't it doesn't have a place because they design the game as is. Okay, difficulty options almost always come in this way. So go and turn the difficulty up in Jedi Fallen Order or Ghost of Tsushima, okay? Go turn it up. What does it typically do? The enemies are more lethal and they have more health, okay? That's it. Generally all they do. Now, when I say lethal, lethal is got probably three things attached to it. They're more aggressive, they're more accurate, and they do more damage. Typically, that's what more lethal means. So they make them more lethal, and then they make them have more health, okay? So the only real way you would bring a difficulty spectrum to a Souls game is you would have to do what? Make the enemies less lethal and have less health, right? That that grates against the identity of the game, and here's why every boss is its own entity it's like this is how the boss works this is how the attacks work this is how much health they have this is their this is their um phase two uh this is how long you know it takes to get them to phase two all of that and then it's a complete package boom if you go in and you start tweaking and messing with their health and their lethality you're you're gonna ruin the fight you're gonna break the fight why it's not designed for you to do that do you see people who got told uh, got to the early test of Elden Ring are also people who have played literally every Souls game ever yeah you weren't here earlier Wheezy I said your experience with Souls games is a problem I said you're going to approach this game and you're going to feel like the first 20 hours are a breeze and hopefully then the game starts to press in on you and it gets harder Eugene has made an excellent point 90% of the difficulty is the mechanics of the bosses. Health and damage reductions aren't helping that much. And you see, the good point that he's making is they would have to make the boss, when I say lethality, they'd have to be like slower and like attacking less often. They'd be like a punching dummy because if not, they would they would have to make easy mode would be like you doing way more damage and them taking and them doing almost none. Whether they designed it from the beginning like that, that what if is pointless, Mo, because that's not what they wanted to write. It's not what they wanted to write. That'd be like me going to Guerrilla Games and being like, you really should have co-op in your game. And they're like, What? Yeah, I would love to play Horizon Forbidden West with my wife, so why why, not, why isn't co-op in this game? And they were like, well, we, we didn't build it that way. We decided to 
you know, make a, a single player action adventure game with a with a protagonist and various, you know, and, and the game from the ground up has been built to be single player. It, 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 it wouldn't work with two people. Well, come on. Why not? So, asking from software, well, why wouldn't you build the game from the ground up for diff- to have difficulty? And they're like, because we didn't want to. Like, that's the answer. Oh, no, you're good, Mo. You're good. You're asking good questions about difficulty, Mo. A lot of people do that. They're, these are the questions people ask. They're like, they're like, well, and, and this is what ticked me off the one day. The guy makes a tweet and he says, if you see a ramp going into a place of business that makes it accessible by wheelchair, do you get mad that like those people are able to get into this? And I was like, that's not that that is not a parallel. That is a that is a false equivalency. That is not even remotely the same. Making an easy mode in Dark Souls has nothing to do with like an accessibility ramp to get into a building on in a wheelchair. Like it's a disgusting analogy because you're basically trying to latch on to a disability to to argue for easy mode in a Souls game. Like with all due respect, shut the frick up. Like you rube. That's the stupidest thing you could ever say. S- stupid. Ignorant and stupid. So, if, if, if authorial intent has to be considered, if I write a mystery novel, okay, if I write a mystery novel and you read it and you're like, well, you really should have made it, you know, less violent so that kids could read it. What? Maybe it's, maybe it's got some violent scenes in it. Like it's a mystery novel with some murder, you know, it's got some murder in it. And you come to me and you're like, yeah, you really should have made this, you know, you, you really should have toned down the violence so that kids could read it. I'd be like, why? I, I wrote the book. It's mine. <laughs> it's my book. It's my story, right? It's from software's game. It's theirs. <laughs> they have every right to be like, we don't want to put it in easy mode. Not to mention, again, the developmental prowess and restructuring of the game that would be required for it to even work. Do you see, like, that's not the engine. That's not the identity. That's not the goal of their games. So to suddenly be like, well, no, you should ham fist easy mode in. You don't, like, so many people that are paid money to talk about video games they don't know anything they're just ignorant it's like you're you're basically asking like you're basically asking nasa to start building their rockets with gymnasiums in them they'd be like why would we do that we'd have to tear apart every rocket and put something in it that doesn't really have a place they don't build they've never built these games for this you know this purpose or whatever Elden Ring is going to be my uh, Souls Cherry Pop oh I think it's going to be that way for a lot of people Mo a lot of people don't gatekeep give players a choice no one's gatekeeping no one's gatekeeping you can plot you can buy the game and play it like everybody else you can no one's stopping you from doing that nobody like you can you can play these games same as anybody you know now the, the the community can be a little gatekeepy sure sure 
right? But, but, you know, that, that, that's not, that's not really a concern of accessibility or easy mode or anything else. It isn't. <clears throat> um, hang on. Tweet's doing pretty good. Never played a Souls game. I'm hyped. You gatekeep yourself with your own skill. Now I'm trying to imagine how you would fold a gym into a three-foot cube. The people who want an easy mode for Elden Ring are the same people who have everything done for them. FromSoft is special to me because they appeal to their niche fan base. I can't help but see your name in here. Roger, Roger. <laughs> and I, 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 don't, I, I don't like you for that. It, that's, pain, that's a painful memory. Um, I, I, I need you to leave. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But seriously, change your freaking name. Um... <laughs> Uh, with the open world element, you can avoid difficult bosses like the dragon until you're leveled and have better weapons and spells. They 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 talked about this. Um, they talked about this in an interview about how like the game will be more approachable. It will be like you you can do that. You're gonna be able to, like farm and grind and make yourself stronger. Now, th- I don't think there's a problem with that. If someone wants to put the time in to be like, you know what, I'm going to buff myself up a bit here so I'm a little bit tankier for this fight, or I want to have my DPS be a little bit higher, there's nothing wrong with that. I did that in Dark Souls 3. I went back, and I took my sword all the way, my katana all the way to level 10, and it helped. I did more damage in the fight, you know? Us Rogers will drive us you insane. No, no, no. It's the Roger Roger. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I love about From Games. It is niche, and in my opinion, more games need to try to do that. As it was pointed out earlier, it's a new IP, so it's not really going to be all these people's first Souls game, uh, just using the logic from earlier. Well, it's going to be their first Souls game, homie. Nobody's going to look at Elden Ring and not describe it. It's going to be described as a Souls game. It's a Souls-esque game. Souls Light, or whatever. Like, if you played... What was the one I played that, like, messed with my computer? Mortal Shell. You could play Mortal Shell and be like, and, and somebody could argue, and I think be correct, and be like, yeah, that was, a, that was a Souls game. Not made by From Software, but it certainly has the Souls elements to it, like freaking punishing and crazy and whatever. It'll be their first From game. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think it's worth debating that point. I love when people point to gatekeeping in FromSoft games. Meanwhile, games with horrific monetization schemes, which bars players from content behind dollars, uh, and you don't hear a peep from them. No, they'll just put up guides about how to get all the Fortnite challenges done. Well, Fortnite doesn't really do that, but... I love Jedi Fallen Order. How similar would you say it is to a Souls game? So, I played Jedi Fallen Order, and then I replayed it on the second-to-hardest difficulty, and it was the catalyst for me to get into Sekiro, which was subsequently kind of the catalyst for me being like okay let's take a crack at souls we there was a while ago where creature and i were talking and we threw around the idea of a from friday right playing through dark souls games and we based this off of the fact that some of the most watched content on this channel at the time was me playing through demon souls and dark souls i was like what the frick why do people want to watch me do that i'm not even that good at them i've never played these before so we decided it would be fun to watch me play through a game to completion. We thought that would be good. So, I've enjoyed it. I really have. 
uh, it's surprisingly enough, like you guys have obviously really, really helped uh, with the speed, but we are going to do it in, it's going to be 12 episodes. Today's going to be episode 12. So it's going to take me 12, roughly three hour play sessions uh, to beat uh, Dark Souls 3. So, you know, a 30, a 36 to 40 hour uh, play session. To complete Dark Souls 3. Now again, we're skipping optional areas, optional bosses, and I definitely had people helping me find shortcuts and stuff. So it probably would have taken me about 50 hours to do to do it on my own or more. The back seating is super helpful in a game like this. Like just saying there's a bonfire, you know, 10 yards up and to the right is super helpful. Now I started to get really good and like I called it like my Dark Souls intuition. I was like I think if I go up here and turn left, there's going to be a bonfire. Like, you just start to know. You're like, I know where the bonfires are going to be. Not always, but you know what I'm saying? You start to get a spidey sense for it. How's Elden Ring not a Souls game? When you die, you have to go back and get your souls. Yeah, it's a Souls game. It's a Souls game. Um, I'm, I'm not going to debate that. That's not worth debating. <laughs> Whether you want to say it's their first From Software game or their first Souls game doesn't, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> it, just does, it just doesn't. You had a lot of the exploration and experimentation, and experimentation cut out, sadly. Not your fault. It needed to be entertaining, right? It needed to be entertaining. It wasn't going to be entertaining watching me fumble through certain areas, right? I bet Sekiro is longer. It's hard to skip areas and things because you need items to increase your power versus souls leveling. If if my memory serves me correctly here, Eugene, I loved the stealthy exploration in between areas in Sekiro. I liked them. I didn't like the in between areas in Dark Souls 3. After Pontiff, I was like, can I just fight the bosses? Like, I was over it. (laughs) I was over it, dude. I was like, I don't care. I do not want to go through another area with new enemies that are going to spam me or look at me and steal my health. Like, frick you, frick you too, frick you, frick your mother, and frick this area. Just bring me to a boss. (laughs) I started to hate the in-between areas. Now, I may experience that in in Sekiro. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, I was over it, dude. I was over it. I slowly started to loathe the in-between areas. Oh, we had two more coffee orders like a half an hour ago. I am so sorry. A light roast to always snacking. There's a faithful homie. And a light roast to Team Man Grove. That's four coffee orders for the day. Y'all think we can hit 10 orders? You think we can hit 10 coffee orders? If you haven't heard about the coffee, let me tell you about it. We got a holiday blend. It's delicious. Seasonal bright finish. Very tasty. It's like our most popular flavor right now. And then we got the original flavor, Rageous Roast, Light and Dark Roast. Now, all three of these have balanced acidity, which is why people like it so much. It does a cold brew really well, French press, whatever you want to do with it. It's, it's, it's already ground. It's already ground. And uh, it's your... Oh, by the way, when you buy that coffee, you're buying it from me. Like, my wife and kiddos pack it up and send you little thank you notes. You're not ordering from some company where I get a kickback. That's ours. We buy it. We get it roasted, labeled, bagged, and it comes to my house on a giant skid. So you're supporting me and my family directly. It's not like I'm getting some 10% kickback or something. That is our product that uh, that we that we send to you. So, And thank you for all the new subscriptions today. If you're a new subscriber, we love to see you introduce yourself in chat. Welcome. 
to the show. SNTR Gaming News is here Monday through Friday, and Fridays is going to be dedicated to From Software stuff for a very, very long time, I think. Um, Gail submitted a question. Have you played Ghost... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that supposed to be Ghost of Tsushima? Oh, it is. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima Legends multiplayer. And how do you feel that kind of mode would work in Elden Ring? So, Ghost of Tsushima Legends... I formulated my own theories about how I think Ghost of Tsushima is going to become a live service game as well. I believe they're adding of the Ikishima Island and the looting and the leveling and the playing through Legends. I think they're experimenting and they're going to do something similar to Assassin's Creed Infinity. Now, I don't know if they'll do that within Tsushima, okay? Um... You know, they could call it like Ghost of Tsushima Generations or something. I don't know. I could see Jin. I could see them opening up the next game and Jin, you pick what your 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 samurai looks like, and Jin like trains you in the way of the ghost. So you become a ghost. And you start going into different regions and taking out the Mongols or other people, and then generations of ghosts would like they could just keep expanding it. And there'd be loot and different ways to play, different ways to level. This is all theory. This is just all me theorizing. But I think Ghost of Tsushima Legends is phenomenal. Now, to your question, could a mode like that work in Elden Ring? I don't really know. I don't think it fits. I would think that, you know, they would have the dueling and stuff and the invasions and all of that. But I just don't know. I I don't think that that's necessarily something you would need in Elden Ring. Tsushima's more action-adventure, so Legends could kind of come in almost like an arcade mode. Elden Ring gameplay, just it just doesn't look... It just doesn't look like that would work, right? I just don't know. Um, yo, what's good, Manny? Small, uh, Manny, how are you? I hope all these games sneakily become live service. So, that's some of my theory about Tsushima, and listen... I have a bit of a reputation of being like pro-profit and pro-corporations and it's it, it, it's a very simple line of thinking. If these companies can create business models where they make lots of money and I keep getting to play a game, they keep supporting, expanding, improving, and evolving a game, I'm happy. So, I don't do this penny-pinching profit is the devil and corporations are evil. I I don't buy into that mantra that is infecting gaming dialogue. I just don't. Like, I want From Software to make buckets of cash on Elden Ring. And if they have a live service formula that they're coming up with that continues to make them buckets of cash and I keep getting more Elden Ring, then I am happy. That's what I want from the relationship. Right? I think too many people approach gaming with this sort of, okay, here's my ticket to get into the game. Here's my $60 ticket. Now, don't ever ask me for another dime and just keep feeding me. Or the game better be amazing beginning to end. I better be able to get like a thousand hours from it. And they're like, they're like a miser. They're like pinching those pennies. They're like, I'm not giving you another cent. You know, I I, th- I don't think that's helpful right now. In, in the trajectory that games could be uh, going. 
Gatekeeping is a normal behavior in gaming, not always necessarily a bad thing. It stems from fans of the game not wanting less dedicated players or non-fans from trying to change the games that they love too much. I sometimes think, though, that a lot of that gets overstated because they don't have a whole lot of power. You know what I mean? Like, how many how many non um how many non souls fans, how many non dedicated from software fans, how many do you think are gonna buy this game in comparison to all the people that love these games? And you gotta think worldwide too, right? Like this is this is from software. This is the the, the Asian market is massive, okay? Asian market's massive. So I don't think that the they'll they'll have a, a very strong voice. So I get the concern, but I, I just don't think so. I think this will be like an 80-20. It'll be like 80 percent of the Elden Ring community is gonna be made up of, you know, dedicated or somewhat experienced from software players. And then it'll be about twenty percent will be all of the other people. Now, that twenty percent is gonna be a ton of people. I think there's a lot of folks that this will be their first ever from software game. That's the dialogue I'm seeing everywhere is this will be my first Souls game. I'm seeing that virtually everywhere. I've never played a Souls game, but this game looks like fun, and I'll buy it. There you go. David Smith, I'm thinking about it. Never played a Souls game. You see? You see? But I don't think there'll be enough of them to, like, rally and go to the forums and be like, please give us an easy mode. And then from software's gonna be like, what do we do? There's a million people storming the castle and begging for an easy mode. I just don't think that's ever gonna happen. Souls is a little different. Because From Software actually sticks to their vision without trying to over-casualize everything to over-monetize it, like other companies. The beauty of what they've done is this will always be a point of debate and they always win by not giving in. Does that make sense? They always win by not giving in. It's always going to be this point of contention and this point of like, Everybody's angry. Hey, somebody else ordered some coffee, taking us to five orders for the day. My man Diaz getting a bag of the dark roast. Getting a bag of the dark roast. Can we get ten orders today? We're halfway there. I think I'll wait until Microsoft makes a Souls game and does it right. (laughs) Doesn't get easier the more you level anyway. There are elements that get easier, Mo, but not necessarily. Like, Dark Souls 3 certainly had elements that were easier the stronger I got. But, a, a red, a, a, a knight with a spear and red eyes and a shield was still a freaking nuisance. Doesn't matter how strong I am. I had to outplay him, and I got annoyed. Because I tried to parry, and I couldn't get it to work. You know? Sticking to your guns and original vision will always garner respect from your fans. Nobody will ever convince me gatekeeping can ever be good or productive. I think we're misusing the term gatekeeping. Like, Distorted's not necessarily describing gatekeeping. He's saying, we want the game to retain this identity and this feel. No easy mode. Like, standing against an easy mode is not gatekeeping. Gatekeeping is, you're not a real fan if you didn't play the others. Don't even bother buying this if you've not played the others. You're not a true fan. That's gatekeeping. You can't really criticize the game because you've not played Dark Souls 1 with a blindfold on. Like, so, 
that's gatekeeping basically putting up a barrier of requirement of like until you've done all these things you don't, you're not a true fan and your input's not valid that is gatekeeping being like hey we really don't want an easy mode in this game because we love these games and we we don't we don't want that we don't think that fits with the game identity that's not gatekeeping one time I played Dark Souls I started off in the wrong direction and I had no fun getting pooped on <laughs> the non Michael the non-linear nature of these games can be very frustrating <laughs> it's like where am I supposed to go well let me go over here and then you're like well I'm dead uh, I guess I'm not supposed to go there <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, that definitely can happen that happened to me in Salt and Sanctuary and I just put the game down I was like tell, just tell me where to go the only difference is Dark Souls basically starts you out on hard and the difficulty scales up from there as the game goes on. Its difficulty is overstated. I don't know if it's overstated, Eugene. Sometimes I worry that watching me play Dark Souls 3 is like the worst example of what the game truly feels like. How many people play Dark Souls 3 and get to the third or fourth boss and struggle and can't beat the boss because they have no idea what they should level or what they should invest in? They, how many people die in early Dark Souls because of just pure ignorance? They don't know how the stats work and their build is awful. So their endurance, their health, and their, and their DPS is trash. And then you get somebody who's like, oh, we'll do this, do this, do this, do this. Spend points here, spend points here. And then they go in they're like, oh, this is so much easier now. Yeah, master the mechanics. Yes, you have to be good at dodging and getting out of the way. But at the same time, if you're outputting horrible damage and your 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 endurance is in the toilet, well, then you're going to think the game is ridiculously hard. That's not difficulty. That's not knowing. I would say if there's one thing I would fault this Dark Souls 3 on, especially, is that I don't feel like they explain any of that. And I don't think that that's good design. There's nothing wrong with with making your menu systems and your stat investment like sensible and easy to understand. Like, you know what I mean? Just because you're a Souls game doesn't need to meet doesn't mean that like the menus and the stats need to be like cryptic. <laughs> like, that's not. You know what I mean? Like, well, we're a Souls game, so you're just gonna have to figure this out on your own. They've never explained it in any of their games. Oh, I didn't want to speak on the other games because I've not played them. I agree. That's why most people think it's difficult. Right. It's almost it's almost a bit of an illusion. If they were more clear about how to build yourself and how to equip and invest and all of that in that game, I bet you more people would have gotten a lot farther. They're like, oh, okay. Instead of like tapping out on boss three or four because they're like, I just can't, I can't do anything. I'm dying too fast or I'm not doing any damage. Smack the light over 600 votes and less than 300 likes. Yeah, if you voted in the poll, man, smash that like button, baby. Give it a smash a Rooney. Give it a smash a Rooney. We appreciate the support today. Uh, different era with $2. The same argument can be made for Metroid and others. Okay. Like, that's a good point. No, no, no. That's a good point. There's no easy mode in those games, is there? 
That's why Sekiro is better. Less leveling system, more based on finding new items. I think you miss the artistic expression in it. You're in a world where there is no help. You figure it out, even the stats. Okay. Okay, so I could go listen to a band perform their music. And, um... I'll give you an example. Cirros, the band, they they speak in like a a nonsense language for their music. He essentially uses his voice as an instrument, and I think their music is beautiful, but it's completely understandable for somebody to listen to their music and say, I can't really connect with it because I don't know what he's saying. I can't even look up lyrics. It's not even like, oh man, this Italian opera is beautiful. I want to look up what he's singing and what he's saying. So then, like, you kind of know what they're saying. You can't even do that with Cirrus's music. Can't do it. So I think it's okay for somebody to say, "Yeah, that artistic expression doesn't land on me because I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they're singing." So I think it's totally okay for somebody to be like, "Why can't you just explain this to me and tell me how this works so that I can be an informed player and like make decisions and invest and build and you know, and level." The leveling system is a main component of the games other than Sekiro. That's what gives you builds and customization. Right, and it's none of it makes any sense. Like, you can't, I can't make heads or tails of it. I had to have people explain it to me. I pick up a weapon, I look at how the weapons, I look at the weapon's stats and what it scales off of, and I'm like, okay. And then there's like a requirement. But if you don't really understand what any of those things mean, you might make really bad decisions. You don't know when to stop investing in the skill either. Like, some people are like, oh, there's a soft cap. Well, the game doesn't freaking tell you that. Part of that not knowing is what cultivates the Souls community. We share our knowledge and help each other, and occasionally use that lack of knowledge to troll each other. Played at launch, don't even have the wikis. Right, like the people that have played, if you've played through a Souls game and you never consulted a wiki or a guide and you just trial and errored it, you are cut from cloth that I am just not. I'm not cut from that cloth, man. I'm just not. The Souls wikis are nuts, full of information, almost none of which can be gleaned from the games. Yeah, like people that literally just went trial and error, like, I'll go ahead of you, brother, I'll solve it all, right? No worries, Ashen One. Like I'll go, I'll make, I'll make eighteen different builds and get out a calculator, and you know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that lack of information a staple of Dark Souls? It's a fundamental principle. It is, and I'm saying that I am open to hearing a criticism of that and saying you're just not informing the player. Making a game that's really hard. Okay. Making a game where you withhold information from the player so they struggle and, and, and bumble around and have to trial and error? I don't know. There's a part of me, and I know people in chat are going are gonna to be like, you can't say that about From Software. There's a part of me that looks at that and thinks, you can call that artistic and you can call that part of the identity of the game, but it feels kind of cheap. It just feels kind of cheap. It feels like a very passive sucker punch. It's like... <laughs> you know what I mean? You ever play Hyperlight Drifter? 
There was no dialogue in the game, conversations and pictures. I think it works stylized games, but it's a pain. No, no, no. Hyperlight Drifter's biggest flaw was that they didn't explain to you how the timing of the dash worked. I had to go... I, I had to literally watch a video because I couldn't, I couldn't get past certain sections. I couldn't do it. Why? They didn't explain it! They didn't explain it. The, 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 the chain dash... In Hyperlight Drifter. What what in the world? Didn't explain it. People have broke down everything to the frames and parry systems and even how they rig certain characters. Like Lothric is an abomination rigging wise. That's the point though, says EJ, and it's worked. There's a reason you're covering it and the reason there's so much hype. Figure it out and get good is part of the identity. I like okay so yeah if we think purely pragmatically there's no denying that like they're like what it worked there's no denying that like Sierra Rose is a popular band right it's a puzzle to solve the point isn't to put the piece where it goes that's what happens but having someone tell you where to put it ruins the experience here's an analogy you can turn off the SSID on your home Wi-Fi so people don't see it and leave encryption off. That's called security by obscurity, which only works until the obscurity is gone. Right. Right. So, right, yeah, like, it doesn't really work as a difficulty barrier because you can just consult a wiki or your friend. I was watching uh, uh, EXP on Purple now. Someone asked why he doesn't do podcasts, and his response was, well, I used to do it with Sin and Rage, who is very good at it for what it's worth. Yeah. I miss him, man. <laughs> I miss Cody. I hope he's I hope he's well. I hope his family's well. <clears throat> he was a good dude. He's a good friend. It's a way for them to sell uh, <clears throat> it's a way for them to sell $200 limited edition guides <laughs> I really don't think it matters at this point anyways because of its popularity now Demon Souls and Dark Souls um, there wasn't as much open info as there is now Majestic Gaming coming in a little late but chiming in on the topic please know I don't want live service the industry is slowly becoming overwhelmed um with ongoing games that never truly end. I only have so much time in a given day. Coming to a conclusion is satisfying. A lot of people took that position today, Majestic. If you look at the poll, it's split. It is split. So, I argued, um, don't sweat that, Mantis. I like hearing that. I like hearing that, you know, that he's at least being kind and saying what he said. Um, I just miss him. Uh, the um, what was I saying? Oh, my argument, Majestic broke down in like size and scope of the map, um, number of classes, number of weapons and spells, uh, armor types. It seems to me they're building something that is bigger than just like another Souls game that'll get like a couple of DLCs. I don't think you build a game of this size, scope, and depth, and not 
um, and not go further than that. You don't want Elden Ring to be a live service game, period. Yeah, I get people being like, I don't want them to do it. I do. I do. I understand why people are like, I don't want it to be a live service game. 100% understand that. I'm theorizing based on everything we've seen and, and, and heard that they're building the foundation for a skyscraper. I don't think they're going to build a four-story building on it. I think they're going to continue this game for a long time. That's my thought. I think this game goes for 10 years. Total theory. Total theory. But I see the foundations of a skyscraper when I look at this game and I listen to the feedback and I hear Fextra Life say they spent 70 hours in what they calculate is one twelfth of the map. So, do you think there's a difference between having a Prima guide printed and separate and having the guide put into the game? The choice to put it in the game fundamentally changes it, right? I don't, I don't know. I, it, it, I think a game informing you how systems work is not a flaw or like a weakness or like that's not a removal of difficulty. I, I just don't think so. I get why people are like, oh, don't do that, because then it's part of the art, it's part of figuring stuff out. I mean, is it? Make sure you log in for our Spooktober event. All the bosses drop pumpkins now. Oh, Wheezy. They would do it in their own way. Come on. Shelly, come on. They're not gonna they're not gonna do that. Becoming live service doesn't necessitate some battle pass Christmas event. Like, they're not going to have to do that. What I'm talking about is, imagine 9 to 12 months after its release, they add a whole new region, new classes, new weapons, new magic. That, to me, that's ongoing live service. That's not them just doing, like, a DLC. If they expand and evolve the world... Weapons, spells, armor, classes, all of that just continues to expand and evolve. Man, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. You mean like DLC? No, I'm not talking about DLC. No. I'm not talking about episodic DLC. I'm talking about an actual world that changes and expands and adds weapon types, spell types, class types. There, look at what they've built. It looks like a, it looks like the foundations of an MMORPG. Now, I'm not saying they're making an MMORPG, but I'm saying this game and the way it's built, I don't see just like very basic DLC dropping. I don't. I think it's going to be more than that. I don't think you build a world of this size and just like tack on a new area and that's the end of it. Yep, here's this new area. Yep little bit of a story over there some new bosses new loot to find and then that's the end of it Mm -mm. no i don't think you build a world this size and then that's all they do i think it's i think there is something bigger here than that now given their art driven stubbornness they may hear me saying what i'm saying or anybody saying what i'm saying or or you know you know whatever the case may be and they might be like no that's not our vision we have a we have a much bigger vision than this they really could honestly in dark souls 1 they added in a whole new type of magic with the dark magic that was insane broken and it worked off strength returnal is more easy by having a map and a tutorial in the beginning if souls games have that were more easy i don't think so yeah i don't know I don't know if they'd be more easy. I just think you wouldn't you wouldn't waste time. 
Basically, you're asking for Scholar of the First Sins. Yeah, I don't know what that is. With G with GRR Martin involved, I'm not seeing live service, but I'm seeing the next evolution of DLC. Instead of Attack on World, they would shift the current map with DLC. To be honest, the level of content that From Software puts in a game, maybe a live service would be too much work for them. I don't know. Uh, Miyasaki, the Souls creator, has stated that he wanted to do a live service game. He has stated that in an interview. Where did he state that? I would be I would be interested to read that interview and, and what like how he framed it, right? <laughs> um Wait, what was that? Hang on a second. I'm checking on something. <clears throat> uh Okay. If there's DLC, it's live service. It no, I don't agree with that. It was a long time ago. Okay. What did Hilly say? The map is big because it's a battle royale mode. <laughs> If it's live service, I don't see it as a live service as we currently experience. It appears this game is shifting the landscape. Like, live service doesn't have to be like a battle pass and like a Christmas event and, you know, every couple of weeks they're doing something in the game. That, that doesn't have that live service doesn't have to be that way. You also can't be like, well, if it gets DLC, it's live service. Because you would never describe Borderlands as live service and it got plenty of DLC. Like, Borderlands 2 got four very dope DLCs, but you would never consider it live service. I know your stance on this, Mo, and it's not the stance in the industry, it's not the stance in the gaming community at large, so it's pointless to debate it. It just is pointless. It was like when Bungie claimed they had anti-cheat. It was pointless to debate that. It was like, no one in the industry would describe what you have as anti-cheat, so it's worthless to state that they had it at the time. That's literally what we know because they all do it. No, no, sure. Sure, Weez. Sure. That's all we know. So it's like, well, then that's what they would do. I would think that any company can take the idea of live service and do it in their own way, right? For an example, Master Chief Collection has gotten very high praise for their battle pass structure. So they took something that Fortnite was doing, they did it in their own way, improved it, and got great feedback from the community. So it stands to reason that From Software could come up with an ongoing content delivery plan that would be in their own way, but would fundamentally and ultimately change Elden Ring into a live service game that goes for six or seven years or more. Okay, here's, an in, here's a quote about it from, uh, from Miyazaki. Miyazaki again stated that we're definitely interested and there's definitely that possibility in the future. And From Software would love to take a crack at that someday, like a live service game. From Software has some experience with live services offering small scale multiplayer and community events in Dark Souls 2 and 3. However, this is nowhere near the, near the scale of live service games from other developers. So, you know. They express interest in 2019. 
take that for what it's worth. In 2019, this homie's talking about how, like, they would love to do it. They'd love to take a crack at it. Um, in a new interview from Software President uh, Miyazaki was asked about whether the studio could potentially make its own multiplayer live service game. The From Software executive teased that there's always the possibility, adding that, quote, these games are definitely fun and, quote, we're interested in the patterns they are taking. End quote. So, that doesn't sound like a shut door to me. That sounds like an open door. And you build a game the size and the scope of Elden Ring from what we've seen and it's got all the marks of an MMORPG. It just, it obviously isn't an MMORPG, but like the build diversity and the scope of this game. I don't know. Two years ago, that homie's saying that. Now, now, as far in development as Elden Ring was at that point, he could have been saying that because they were saying, do we think this game will work for an ongoing live service format? You've made a giant game. It's huge. They may have been considering that at that time because why? When you make a world that large, it's kind of hard to say, man, think of what we could do with this with this, with this map and world it sucks to leave it behind why do you think assassin's creed has made this decision because they invest so much into this giant world and they're like all right we'll come out with another one in 2 years and then it just and then it is shelve it it's just so much capital it's so many resources that you you're not you're uh you're not repurposing. Do you see? Like, man, it's, 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 this just seems like such a dunker. Such an easy dunker. Ubisoft wants to chase the trend? Oh, for sure. Yep. Wheezy. Homie. Everybody wants to chase this trend. Who are you kidding? Very few people are not going to chase this trend because it makes money. <laughs> it, it makes money. It's good money. Right? Uh, we are headed to the... Fu- hang on. Uh, to the final boss today. What's the final boss's name? I looked it up last night. Uh, something Cinder. Something Cinder. Soul of Cinder. Uh, Soul of Cinder. Make sure we add that to the tags. I hate money. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. As pure as you think a company is, I don't know. Nobody hates money. Nobody that I know. (laughs) You know, we were going to do this, but uh, I don't really want to make a lot of money. What are you doing? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not getting... What do you mean am I getting kind of mouthy? Mama, that's the brand. Like, me being mouthy is the brand. Like, I don't... I don't don't know where you've been. (laughs) I don't know where you've been. Uh, uh, Dark Souls 3, Soul of Cinder. Add that to the tags. 
my wife asked if I was getting mouthy. That's the wrong, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> Talking a lot and thinking you're clever doesn't mean you're mouthy. You just described being mouthy. Yeah, we've sold coffee. We've sold five orders, okay? Let's see if we have any more orders. This mouth pays the bills. (laughs) This mouth pays the bills, lady. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I call my wife lady every once in a while, and my son tried it, and I was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. It's like, you don't call her that. <laughs> Little six-year-old curly-headed boy being like, calling her lady. I was like, slow your roll, bro. <laughs> I've earned that right. <laughs> uh, add Chappie and Gunder to the tags? Who's that? Man, I was about to put you in her pocket. What? I Two people sent me that. Two people sent me that TikTok. Why are all these pocket men so fine? I was like, pocket men? <laughs> Just put me in your pocket? Like, I mean, listen, I, I'm not opposed to being carried around, but why pocket men? <laughs> oh, I've not, I've not gained that much weight, babe. Gee, many Christmas. Creature and I looked at some footage yesterday. I, during my Destiny coverage, oh my word, Chad, I, I got kind of, I got kind of, what do they, what, are, what, what's Drax do? He's like, <laughs> let's be honest, Quill. You're about one sandwich away from fat. <laughs> I have a question. Were you nervous on your first ever stream? When I started taking it serious, no, not really. I didn't understand it. And then I did some research and then like I dedicated a whole week to Ori in the Blind Forest. And when I did that, yeah, I didn't um I didn't feel like a sense of nerves or anything. Um I don't know. <laughs> it was it was weird. It certainly was weird to like sit and I was all about self-narration. So, like, while I was playing Ori in the Blind Forest, I was, like, explaining everything I was doing. And um, it it immediately, you know, was something I enjoyed. Because people would come in and be like, I had people come in. A bunch of people thought I was from, like, Rooster Teeth or something. Because they had had some people, like, leave and branch off and do their own thing. Like, I think Brown Man did that. I think that's what, that's what Ray did. And I think people thought that that's what I had done because, like, I seemed like I'm not tooting my own horn. This is stuff that people said to me. People said that I seemed like a professional. They're like, it seems like you've been doing this for a while. And I was like, no, I literally just started. And I remember 30 and so gaming interviewing me and be like, he was like, how are you already like, how are you already professional at this? Like, I I forget what he asked me. He was like, how are you? How are you already a seasoned pro is what he said. I think that was the phrasing that Mike used. And I, I don't know. I just, I like to talk. I'm just very verbose. I've always been in environments where I have to talk to earn a living, whether it was sales or, you know, telemarketing or whatever. And so, I don't know. It, it, it was easier. I'll tell you what, live streaming for me was way easier than recording YouTube videos. For sure. I was like blogging and taking my blogging uh, topics 
and having a like I would read through it and that would be my video oh I hated that I mean it was fun I was passionate about the topics but the execution was not nearly as enjoyable as sitting and live streaming I streamed for one day and I told my wife I had 14 or 15 people in the audience watching me play Ori in the Blind Forest and I went up and told my wife I was like I'm gonna take a I can do this I was like I can be successful at this I really enjoyed it I said I, I'm a, I can I know I can be successful in this environment right and so at the time I had a small business and so she was like well as long as it doesn't interfere with what the small business does you gotta pay the bills you know we got a baby and I was like okay so I would stream until lunch I'd break for lunch and then I'd work on all my clients like all my graphic design clients I had like a local you know uh, network of companies that I and businesses that I supported uh, with graphic design services so from the very from the very beginning uh, from the very beginning I just I just fit it was like when you put on a pair of shoes you know like fitting like a glove the expression like when you put on a pair of shoes and you, they just fit your feet and you know oh these are nice I just I just fit with live streaming it just clicked with everything that that I'm that I'm the things that I'm good at and gifted at all just sort of grew over time the debate the dialogue the back and forth the funny thing is you go back and watch my content my my original like first attempts at like SNTR presents when I was like in Archon's Forge and I would like pick a topic and just run around the game and like talk I can't watch that content now there's no uh, there's no presentation there's no production there's no personality like I'm, I'm more subdued like I have ratcheted up the the hosting element of what I do significantly and I did that when I came back from a conference and I had a line of people waiting to you know shake my hand virtually every day which was a wild experience because I didn't think of myself in that realm and Every person that came up to me, I would say 80% of the people that shook my hand said, I never talk in your chat. I listen and lurk every day. You get me through my morning. I heard that eight out of 10 people told me that it was unbelievable. I was like, and so I was like the most dedicated people. These people spent money to travel, stay in a hotel and meet me and other people. And they took the time to shake my hand and have me sign something. And the way they interact with my content, they treat me like radio. So when I came back, I completely changed the structure of my content. I made it way more radio-esque, way more discussion-focused, moved away from service streams where I'm like, I'll help you through the raid, and went full bore at Radio Show Lono, and SNTR Presents was born. So what we're doing right now is all, you know, all stems from that. It's it's sweet that you went from so humble and tiny to being a raging egomaniac. And by sweet, I mean gross. (laughs) Uh, I think people take for granted just exactly how difficult streaming is. I tried doing some random streaming stuff with hacker topics and crashed and burned so terribly I never tried it again. And the ability to create that content every day with the same consistency brand EC to ETC. Oh my, yes. Oh yeah. It's super challenging, but, like, you definitely get to a point where, like, I picture it like you're, like, rolling something, like, you're, like, rolling a rock up a hill. You're like Sisyphus, right? And instead of it rolling back down and you having to do it again, if you can get it over the top, it starts to roll down the other side, and you just have to keep up with it. 
that's what we were doing early 2020 is like the the the, the rock was just storming down it was like oh my gosh like the paypal would get hit and i would tell my wife I'm like this isn't real like we we're just trying to keep up with it like keep up with the content creation be live as much as i can oh my gosh like i just streamed to 20,000 people so you you do get to a point where it doesn't become easy it just becomes different you just have to kind of keep filling the content funnel and we're getting close to there i think again I, I feel pretty confident. I boot up every day, and I'm like, I, I, we'll probably have a good day today. We're, we're building a brand. People like the brand. People like the topics. People are showing up, and uh, it's working. Good old Boldy. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? Thanks, Mama. Laundry basket. I say that every time people are like, Zubair, get in the stream with Lono. Lono just makes this look easy. It ain't. I couldn't do what he does. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Zubair's got comedic chops, no doubt. But there's a big difference between being funny in a chat room and being funny on a mic. Very different. It's very different. I give props to Hilly. Hilly and I have gotten better at, 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 having, an, at having like a shared comedic timing we have like the last couple of streams like i f- I, I know like, like we know <laughs> i know to, to hold <laughs> or delay or wait or you know his line like i'll take your apology in the form of a letter you know stuff like that like we've developed that back and forth well it wasn't like that the first couple of times he and i streamed like he's naturally funny and we kind of had this easy i don't know it was it was really easy to go back and forth with him so the chemistry was there but there's a difference between having chemistry and like creating something that has like meaning. Like it's like it's like we're it's like intentional, right? <laughs> right, lightly. When's the hilly face reveal stream? I know that he is wanting to get into it, right? I know he's wanting to get into it. I know he started a channel, Hilly Hijinks, and was looking at doing like Halo coverage and stuff. I've been too busy to check and see how much uh, how much he's been doing, but we can certainly try to do with him what we've like. I like to we've we've done this a couple of times. Like I like to set somebody up and just kind of like let them go. So we were really help. We, we we really made a big effort and we helped get like thirty and still gaming monetized, right? And then we kind of like let him go. Now getting Wolvie set up and getting him a channel and a brand and like having that that obviously was going to be more of a shared thing because we thought we were going to be covering Destiny for the next ten years. So we were going to prop him up as like the PvP guy. Well, for all intents and purposes. I, like, there's not really been room for me to be like, yeah, go check out Wolvie. He does Crucible Coliseum. He's got a great channel. He's got a great vibe. He's got people that hang out every day. But, like, it doesn't really square with what I'm doing to be promoting him on a regular basis now because of the tension with Destiny that I have, the mental health struggles that come with even thinking about not being able to play, missing out on Vogue, missing out on Witch Queen. Like, it causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. So unfortunately, we got Wolvie propped up and ready to go with a monetized channel, and then sadly, I, I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't constantly be funneling people over there. I didn't like the way that it made me feel. 
Oh, he's been doing some Halo streams. Okay, so we'll do that. We'll think of a plan. I'll talk, you know, I'll talk with Creature and I'll talk with Hilly about what you know what he what he's thinking long term, what the game plan is. Because I have no problem propping up a friend and being like, check this homie out, get him monetized, and just let him go, let him see what he can do, let him see if he can uh, let him see if he can fly. Um. So yeah, you know. And you know, in a, in a year, I might be a little bit more laid back about being like, "Hey, we've got some friends in the industry. Yeah, go check out Wolvie. Go check out Hilly. Go check out this person." It's just, you know, we 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 were in a bit of a tailspin, man, with the rebuild, and so I I, I didn't really have a space or or a spot to be like, "Yeah, go check out this Destiny channel," right? The live service model release the game in terrible unfinished state, patch it later with paid DLC. Well, I don't think we're going to see that in Elden Ring from all of the early looks at the game that we're seeing. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not worried about that being a reality. That certainly has happened, Techno. Sure. (laughs) That's why a lot of people are voting. Like, look at the poll. Look at the poll results. A lot of people are like, no. I don't want Elden Ring gameplay to be turned into a live service game. Heck no. Like, I get it. I get the hesitancy. I get the the critical uh, look at it. I get the negativity. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I commend you for still helping folks and not just focusing on you. Kind of wild. Um, I'm not doing anything until Infinite drops. Oh, well, we need to talk because that's not that's not how to. Uh, we'll talk. <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta get that runway going, brother. You gotta have a ramp up, and we can obviously help. Think you you know walk you through that and think through that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, in the midst of everything that was happening, I know people were like, well, you don't do the Rageous Roundtable anymore, and, you know, you don't really promote these guys anymore. I'm like, bro, I- I'm sorry. I'm putting out a fire. Like, my house is on fire. Like, I'm not promoting your birthday party on Friday night. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, my house is on fire, bro. <laughs> I'll I'll get to that. When the ashes of my home aren't smoldering anymore... And I've got some rebuild, you know, trajectory. You know, I'll get back to promoting people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, cut me some slack, man. My house is burning. What Lono said about doing streams is how I am with writing. I just think in complete paragraphs. It lends itself to, to chat jokes. Yeah, I could never be funny in chat in chat the way that Zubair is. Being funny in text formats really, really difficult. Like when comedians have funny, are consistently funny with their tweets, I'm always very impressed. I'm always very impressed. I'm like, that's not easy to be funny in a tweet. Gee, many Christmas. You talk about a small medium. You gotta like, you gotta get the punch in and get out. You know. I got an OnlyFans shout me out. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. No, thank you. Everybody wants me to start one. It's not happening. Mm-mm. It's not happening. You're not getting that from me. Um, mm, oh, there's a Skyrim loot crate you can order. Man, I wish we could work with them. They'd be so such an easy dunk. Just like send me a box every month, open on stream, promote it. You know, give me one free prize to give away every month to one person. You know, not that hard. Only one person gets the OnlyFans shoutouts. I wasn't even shouting out the only... Somebody brought her up. I didn't bring it up. They were like, oh, I was watching somebody last night. They raided her. I didn't realize she streamed. I was like, oh, yeah, she does all kind of stuff. 
don't have a command in chat. I don't have a command in chat. Some people need to, some people need to get the frick over themselves. Seriously. Get over yourself. Somebody brought her up and I was like, yeah, here's all the things she does. Her and Hex are friends. Y'all need to get over yourselves. I didn't post a link or make a command. You know what I'm saying? Get over it. I wait a minute. Hang on a second. Let me check something. I'm back. I just checked, and it's still my channel. I, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's still my channel. It's so wild. It's why it's, it's wild. It's you know, ten ten seconds to talk about a friend and what they do, and I gotta hear about it. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. How many times do you guys ask me to start an OnlyFans anyway? You know? How many? Come on. <clears throat> Stream for thousands of hours. Oh. <clears throat> Not interested? I wouldn't expect people to be interested. I wouldn't expect. Everybody's running the fan house for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. Everybody, everybody ran the fan house. I have no idea why. Maybe they feel like it's more respectable or something. I don't know. The fans rattled everybody's cage by being like, we're not going to allow this type of content that literally built our platform. <laughs> and there was like, what? And then they, and then like a week later, they're like, just kidding. It's fine. Let me look at the time here. Hang on. Let me make sure and set this redirect up. Okay. 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 We got work to do, chat. We got to beat Dark Souls and get into Sekiro. We got work to do. Here in just a moment. What's a fan house? Christina, it's basically OnlyFans, but they don't allow... They don't allow um, not safe for work stuff. So they... They have to be clothed. So it's, it's the same thing. It's 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 literally structured the same way as OnlyFans. They basically like reskinned OnlyFans, <laughs> called it Fan House, and they're like, you can't, you you know, you got to you got to keep your clothes on. I I don't understand. Like, they struck at the right time if you think about it. Like everybody panicked because like OnlyFans was like, well, we're gonna get rid of this type of content, and so everybody kind of panicked. And then there were people I think that wanted to do that type of content, like. There are people that have used OnlyFans and it's just for like their cosplay stuff. Do you see what I'm saying? They don't they don't get into all the other stuff, okay? They don't get into like X-rated content. They just do cosplay. And, you know, they fine, and that's why people are buying the pictures, because they're good looking. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if some of those people have moved to Fan House because of the stigma. Like, OnlyFans, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, basically it's an adult website, you know. No, I don't think so, Eugene. I don't think so. I think that's in their TOS that they do not allow that. Unless they've changed. Pretty sure they don't. Some of the previews these people show. No, 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 no. They're playing the game, Eugene. They're playing the game. They're creating a mystery gap. They make it look like it's going to be that. They censor it up or whatever. They're not allowed to post that over there. I'm fairly confident that's in the TOS. Fairly confident. Right here. We got work to do. I'm going to run upstairs and use the restroom quick. Then I'm coming back down. We're beating the final boss in Dark Souls, and then we're jumping into Sekiro. All right? If you're new, do me a favor. Hit subscribe. Hit that bell button so you don't miss these shows, the talk shows throughout the week. From Friday is going to continue to be uh, an Elden Ring topic probably in the morning and then from Software Games in the afternoon. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Smash the like button if you haven't already. Maybe buy some coffee. Maybe become a member. But for real, it's free to subscribe. Please just do that. All right, I'll be right back.
The house is so full of mirth right now. I don't know why. There's just like a mood in the house like the last couple of days uh, that have been really enjoyable. And like, they got me a really cool thing for my birthday. It's basically like Connect 4, but with Nerf guns. And you're supposed to like, you have literally like Nerf guns. It's from Nerf. And you shoot out the the circle, like the discs. You shoot them out to try to get Connect 4. And, um... But we've invented a different way of playing it, which is better, in my opinion, is you put all the colors in and you try to shoot your... Whoa! You try to shoot Bandai Namco. Oh my gosh. Big old white screen. You shoot your... Uh, your colors out, basically. And so, my daughter and I were playing last night, and we were recording... Golly! We were recording... Um, we were recording with my phone slow-mo, because we wanted to see the dart, like, hit you know, hit and bounce off. And it was really fun. Like we were having really, you know, a good time watching the, 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 the videos after we recorded it. And she was like, she kept insisting. So like, please, let's let me do one more. Let me do one more, please. I'm like, okay, fine. She takes it and she records my, <laughs> my dart hitting. And then when it's over, she flips the phone around and she just starts going, ah, <laughs> like laughing and screaming. <laughs> and when you rewatched it, it's truly terrifying. Like, we don't let the public see our kids anymore after everything that happened. Um, but I wish I could share it with you guys because the slow-mo makes her sound crazy. She's like... <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. And the fact that she thought to do it made it funnier. Like, it made it funnier to me that, like, she thought, oh, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get Papa. I'm going to... I'm going to I'm going to do this thing with it with his phone or whatever. It was very funny. Okay, let me get you guys a link. The little things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's smart, man. She's a funny little kid. Funny little kid. <laughs> my my wife was playing with the Alexa and she kept playing the song that we didn't want to hear. And my son would say, you know, Alexa play Star Wars or whatever. And then it would literally she she would literally say this is Star Wars, the original motion soundtrack by John Williams. And then as she finished talking, the like old timey song that my wife was trying to play would play anyways. So it was hilarious. It was like we were trying to get it to switch and it and it would and it wouldn't switch. And so <laughs> it was very it was very very funny cuz like we would we would play it and we she would say she was about to play this new song and it would still play the old song. So me and my son were just like cackling laughing uh, at, at, at my wife's prank because she had the phone she was giving my daughter a bath and she had the phone in the bathroom so she just kept rewinding the song Okay, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. Hang on. 
gonna put a link in chat. That's where we're heading. Redirect has definitely gotten better. It will also be the featured video on the channel. It'll also be the featured video on the channel. Um, whoop. There we go. And then I put myself down a little bit. Like that. And this will be the conclusion of uh, Dark Souls 3. And then we'll be doing a Sekiro stream after it. Okay? And don't forget to be subscribed with the bell button turned on. Also, don't forget to, on Friday nights, come back to the channel at 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay? That's eight hours from now. So wherever you are in the world, if that's a time slot where you can come watch and have a good time. Hilly and I stream on Friday nights. But when we do this many streams during the day, I'm going to have to do three streams. You won't. You probably won't get notified tonight when we go live. So do me a favor. Make sure, you know, come back tonight around 8. Hang out. Bring your drinks. We're, we're drinking and laughing. We're playing Escape Simulator. It's hilarious, right? So here's where we are. Uh, we're basically at the end, and I'm going to start it. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be probably the last episode of Dark Souls 3 from Friday, at least for a time. Uh, We have worked our way all the way uh, to the end here, and we will then be going over and rolling into Sekiro. If you like From Software Games, if you like From Friday, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button. Just this morning, we covered Elden Ring and why I think the game is being built with live service potential. So for the foreseeable future, we're going to try and make all of From